0: think of Andrew. What do you think of the arm on the stand, real quick, before we really get into this? <laughs> the is arm, this on like the ridiculous. Stand. I like this. I
1: was actually hoping that, like, once I announced ended, the show, then it would that stop. you no, then it would no, stop. I was it hoping, would stop. you've said enough. No, I didn't. That's not what I was going to say. I was kind of hoping that we would just roll into the show and then just like introduce you, and just like Gilmore would transfer cameras over to you, and then just be like, yo, "What up, bitch?" Oh boy, <laughs> yo boy, this boy. is Mortgage Boy. <laughs>
2: <It's> mortgage Boy. <laughs> yeah, just two eyes.
1: This is No Prisoners Podcast. We're starting the show now. Hopefully Gilmar or somebody edits out the beginning part of the Jiu-Jitsu somebody. episode. I don't know who's oh, going to do, do it. Dude, Gary. Gary's going to do it. We bring you guests tonight. But before we introduce our guests, subscribe to the show. Subscribe to the Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Like, comment. Hit the subscription. It literally takes a half a second off your life to hit the subscription. And... Then we feel important when, we, when the subscribers go up. Like we've, you know, we did something. the rationale is there. Mm-hmm. You're going to enjoy this episode with the mortgage boy. And yeah, there it is. Um, <laughs> but we got Tyler back on the show.
2: Hey. 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 Thanks for having me, fellas.
0: Hey. Hey. Yeah, bring
3: out the fucking gunshots, dude. I've
2: Demonetized 15 seconds in. It's
1: worth it, bro. It's worth it.
3: It's a nerf shotgun. Don't worry, guys.
1: Yeah. Um, that's funny as hell. That's funny, so. Um, But Tyler's recently joined us in the jujitsu game. Love it. And he's, like, fully – I love when people – like, sometimes people come and they check it out, and they're like, all right, I really like this. And then, like, three months later, you just never see them ever again. But you're like, oh, I like this. I'm going to go at least one night a week. And then it's, like, every night a week. And then we're just like, Tyler, you need to slow down. And you're like, nah, man.
0: Yeah. I'm in this now. Yeah, I think it's uh, six weeks now. Not that we got to get crazy in it right away, unless he knows to. exactly how many classes uh, he's taken. He's been, just being calm. yeah. It's been approximately uh, 123 hours since I've started training. Oh shit! Um, but uh, yeah, from the I was gonna say I just started to show signs of like my first like wear and tear on the body yesterday in that class. Oh yeah. Like I haven't been getting injured. I haven't really been feeling it. Like back to back. You don't come and home and like have bruises on and your arm. No, no torn biceps yet. You know what I mean? It's pretty chill. But yesterday with the fucking what I'm calling the kidney. I don't even think it's my actual kidney. I think it's just like a soft little You're bruise on me, my dude. back. I like to make it seem more serious, like my organs are fucking <laughs> bruised on the inside. Really, it just, like, it hurts a little bit. But uh, I'm finally starting to feel a little a little pain from, like, going back-to-back days. But, yeah, when we when I first started, I was committing to going for a prolonged period. So I'm just trying to stay on the path.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean... We had the homie Dale come through, too. Mm-hmm. He wasn't ready. He needs to go back and rehab some He's just injuries. just got iron
0: out the kinks, bro. Yeah, yeah. He'll be back, I think, though. He's just getting the flesh suit ready. Bro. I think so. Is it safe to say that you're on the path? I like to keep saying that. I'm going to try not to say that <laughs> any more times in the pod, but yes. It's in my brain at all times to remain on the path. Yeah, you're on the path. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're clearly not, not on the path. I'll take that.
1: <laughs> you know Are you doing anything else besides just Jiu Are you
0: Yeah no let's just focus on the positives You know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep it well, keep I didn't it know if maybe you were waking
1: up in the morning Doing like five push ups or something No
0: I was just telling Gilmar before though I'm trying to I'm trying to work into some I, I will say the immediate things I have been doing Is I don't drink as much mm. I've been limiting that to, I will drink like purposefully Like if we're hanging out or something I won't drink needlessly Like out of boredom Which I used to no. Like I'm a, I'm a guy like A casual drinker Bro hand. if it's nice weather outside I want a fucking beer It doesn't matter It's one o'clock on a Thursday It's fucking Damn. If I'm feeling it You know I used to be like Let's ride this fucking vibe wave Let's feel like even better dude Like I'm feeling good <laughs> Let's feel better So um, I don't do that now Cause everything Everything comes back to The performance in the class Yeah So like I don't want to feel shitty Cause I'm already feeling shitty Getting my ass whooped every day So like I don't want to make that worse um, so it's that, and I'm also trying to to drop some weight, so I'm eating better too. What but you having th- everything tie back to like the class performance really helps me think. Yeah, gable gang, yeah. <sighs> keep it tight like a gable grip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shirt sure, that, motherfucker. So dumb. What are you gonna ask? Go ahead, Andrew. <laughs> I'll bring it back.
3: <laughs> I can get tattoos, bro. That shit came full circle. Yeah, bro. yeah, he yeah. He threw it up. First. He did throw
2: it up. You threw it up, too. I love that,
1: bro. I mean, dude, I kind of started it. You threw it up first. Dude, yeah, what was happening was uh, we'll, we'll divide people out in class, like, based upon, like, every gym kind of does it differently depending on how big it is or not, but usually it's, like, like, traditional gyms will just, like, line everybody up, like, mm. lowest rank to highest rank, and then they'll just take the highest rank dude and bend the line down to the lowest rank dude. Whoa. So, sometimes that sucks. I was about to ask Because you're always, like, then what ends up happening with that kind of vibe is, like, the upper belt stop coming to those classes. Right. I was going to ask that. And then it, like, hurts. So, like, I think the way we do it at um, FFT. hmm Nope. Fight for tomorrow.
0: Academy FFTA. Oh, okay. So Day the A, A is on the Academy. end of there. I just say forever tomorrow. Well.
1: <laughs> I mean, <yeah. laughs> uh, we're from, from, from. Yeah, sure. We train, it from but now. we train by size. So, like, I'll partner with Tyler, but if you're Dale size, you'll partner with somebody else. Um, not because like you're not capable, but it's like it's easier to teach someone. Yeah, that's like the same size as you. Some people like to make the excuse that, like, when they're rolling with somebody that's too big or too small, they're like, oh, I can't get this move done because they're too small or something like that. But that's not really, like, once you know the sport and things, like, you have answers for different sizes. Right. Um, But you're, so we started Gable Gang because the tape boys, there was, like, all the big dudes in class who were all white belts. I just started talking shit to them because they all were just taped up. Yeah. Like, their feet were taped, their wrists, their fingers. I'm like, dude, you guys have not been training jiu-jitsu long enough for how much tape is on you right now. I got the tape And the I just injury. started saying, I was like, where's all this tape? Like, we're going to blow out the tape budget yeah. for this month. <laughs> like, are you guys bringing this tape? Are you just using up the gym's tape? Like, it, like what, what's, what is going I on I borderline here?
0: thought it was a requirement.
1: I was like, is do you have tape? to tape? Yeah, so the one guy, it? I was like, dude, what is all this tape doing? Uh, and he's like, oh, well, my... My, I need to get my I need to get more calluses on my feet because like my feet rip from like the mats which I'm like dude that's not a thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Like and he's like, no dude when you drag your feet on like the grooved mats it like rips open your skin. I was
0: like, maybe you get like a little brush burn but like This sounds like me by the way. Everything you're saying is me.
1: <laughs> yeah that's why well, I looked the out for burn, you shit. I looked out for you and brought you under the yeah, Gable yeah, yeah, Gang yeah, yeah. Empire. Yeah you save me you <laughs> me. Yeah. So it's start Gable Gang was born out of necessity yep. because we we coined the term tape boys, and uh, we, were, we were always just looking at them, tape boys, yeah, and like all taped up over yeah. there, just, you know, being idiots mm-hmm. and, we and laughing, online, joking like, around, and then we would open mat or open roll, and I would just go around and just like be kind to the tape boys, and then I was like, well, they're tape boys, like what are we? So we're Gable Gang, because Tyler was obsessed with doing the Gable Grip. It's the first grip I learned. Gable Grip, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it just seemed right. Yeah. And then we just started creating fictitious t-shirt companies <laughs> because just the Gable gang, dude, just got to represent. What's yeah. another
3: What's another hold you can do?
1: S-grip. Yeah, there's, there you go. You it's got S- S- S-grip. Yeah. Second one I learned. Dude, Gilmore's throwing up S-grip. Yeah, Never bro, trained a yeah, day in his life. Dog. Whoa, yeah, what yeah, the yeah, fuck? Yeah.
0: I'm just
3: asking. Careful, bro. What's, what's this one? one? It was
1: impressive. What is this? That's, the, that's the, the church people one. That doesn't apply to oh, No, no, I've exhausted Gilmore's, the stuff. that I Gilmore's, have. you can't see him off camera, but Gilmore's doing the. And you open the church and you see all the people. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's not a thing. You don't want your fingers all tied up like that.
3: Yeah. No, I meant like this, not like this. like this.
1: Either way, it's
0: not a thing. Yeah, it's not? Don't yeah. bring that smoke around, jits. So it's just gable no, that's That's why I was saying, yeah, the, the Gable, you never do this in day-to-day life. I don't think, well, unless people like awkwardly sit there with that, I guess. But I never put my hands together like that.
1: Tyler's starting to take meetings now. Mm-hmm. Just be like, let me tell you what we can do for you. <laughs> yeah, just like point at a Zoom calls yeah, just, just like yeah, and I point with the pinky.
3: Winning championships.
1: Yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. That's how you celebrate. That would be. Ex- I mean, it would support the cause. It would bring awareness. Well, yeah, gotta let them know.
0: <laughs> so yeah, the jits has been great, dude.
1: Yeah, has the jits helped you in other areas of your life? Uh Like, yeah. do you
0: feel safer at home now? Uh no.
2: <laughs> actually, you know what?
0: I actually picture like somebody that's like a black belt or something like coming to my house and knowing that if they're trained like that, that they could just kick my ass even more. Yeah, like
1: yeah, jujitsu is like a very it's like humbling the sport. Yeah,
0: it's not what you would think
1: would happen. Yeah, and then if you come into that environment with like ego, you're gonna get you're gonna get beat up. Yeah, I can picture that. Like if somebody, I've only had it I mean. like maybe two times ever happen, where like a person I was training with was just kind of like, um, I guess expected, they expected to be tougher than they were or like had represented themselves their whole life okay, as such a, such a thing. Or and maybe the, they were. And then I outside just, of that, yeah. And then I just like meet them or like the mm-hmm. random skinny Indian kid in class comes and just like throws them around. I Got saw it. that happen one time. There was these, Indian brothers that trained at a gym I used to train at, and they would, they'd come in like real, real chill, mm-hmm. and they were just you had no idea. I mean, Assassins. they were like almost twin brothers. Yeah. I think that so they when you have that relationship, you, you get good very quickly. And yeah. this guy like came in, he looked like he was a retired meth head, and had like the <laughs> you know that like shape up and like just uh-huh. like I was like oh man, you've seen the business end of a crack pipe, <laughs> and he we went to roll. And um, at that gym, like, you needed a certain amount of stripes to roll. So, you had to be, like, oh, two-stripe wow. white belt. Because they had to be, like, all right, you're ready you for this. Straight green and he a... came in, and this this Indian kid mopped the floor with this dude. And he was, like, mm-hmm. fighting, like, oh. all of his oh, energy yeah, again. And he was just like, again. all right, cool, man. i just triangle you again.
0: Yeah. See, I've heard of that. Like, I, I've, I've wanted to try this for a very long time. So, I've heard of people saying how it's humbling and, like, mm. the – how the size doesn't always like size and strength doesn't always determine who's going to be the winner, obviously. Um, so I came in extremely ready for that. Yeah. yeah, Cause I'm not a big dude. I made it a point to be like, I'm just here to fucking, I'm from the bottom.
1: And when you're like your size or my size yeah, and then somebody comes in, that's like much bigger than us. And then they roll and they're like, yeah, wait a minute. If I had seen you at the express, the coffee shop this morning, I would have thought like nothing of you, mm-hmm. but you literally could have just, choked me to death yeah it's like you you start walking around and like seeing people out in the world with like a different appreciation for like Mm. that nerdy kid that like is being an idiot right now he also could be a
0: black belt yeah i had felt that just from like jocko saying that and stuff and some of those guys lord jocko yeah Yeah, the lord commander um (laughs) but uh you have a more deeper appreciation once you do it for sure yeah I like uh,
1: speaking of Lord Jocko, Lord Commander Jocko. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Shane Gillis, the comedian. Mm-hmm. He started referring to Joe Rogan as Saint Rogies. Saint
3: Rogies. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's Saint Rogies. <laughs> Love that. He's like, yeah, come present yourself, Saint Rogies. Love that. And he would just like call him out and stuff. <laughs> Be like, he's in there in spirit. He <laughs> wants Not us good. to do well.
3: So that's what we're doing with Jocko now, Lord Love Commander that. Jocko. Yeah,
1: Lord Lord Commander Jocko. Yeah, if Jocko, like if Jocko somehow, like I I'd follow Jocko to, in, into anything, even if it was the wrong thing to do. Oh, yeah. If Jocko said, "Let's do this as a team," I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm there." How? Could Whatever you, you say, Jocko. Yeah. How could you? Not? First name basis. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. LC. I feel like one of his kids' names Thor. Can we look up Jocko's kids' names? He has kids. He's got. Yes, his two daughters are, yeah. like, really good wrestlers. And they,
0: they like, roll every day. In the Jits. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking picture, dude. What a beast.
1: It just, like, I'm not angry. I love them. Does
0: Jocko have kid? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> Four children, okay. 19,
3: yeah. 18, and 10, and a son who's 16.
0: Yeah, we
1: don't know when that was written either, so they could be older now. Yeah, that's true. But they're, uh...
0: They're legends. Um, but yeah. anyway, so that's like, kind of for me. Uh, that's actually why. Look at that fucking look skull how hard. Picture, the, bro. you See the
1: one with the MP5 oh, yeah. right there? It's so hard. It's like you could totally look at that and be like, Oh, his face is covered, but that's Jocko.
0: Yeah, <laughs> look at that. Yeah. Unmistakable <laughs> eyes.
3: Eyes
0: of a so killer, tight. bro. Oh
3: my god, dude. Crazy ass eyes.
0: So, that so Jocko is one of a few of those dudes that, uh, he's a yeah, he's got a children's book. He's got a couple of them. No way. Man, yeah. Look up right under that way of the warrior kid. What? Have
3: you read these or?
0: Um, I have not. If you had kids, I would buy them for them. Um, Tyler has kids. Yeah, his kids they're are already legit, dude. No. <laughs> great, Grayson and Rambo are best friends now. Yeah, that's a fact.
3: Yeah, they're having a good
1: time.
0: Um. Yeah. So hearing Jocko talk about it and like Rogan, mm. um, a few of those guys just on Instagram and stuff years ago is what put this in my my brain. It just took me a really long time to work up the balls to do it. And also to like I don't know, time. No, nah, like, you know, it's just very hesitant to try it out. I so real quick, I do need to credit you for you were kind of the the final push that got me like, in there. Hey, come come closer. Yeah, yeah, he whispered in my ear and I, everything felt better. <laughs> I, I kissed him. But that nice. <laughs> that that gym where we go is uh the one you recommended. Because I would asked you where to go.
1: I really think Evan's gym is, um, it's like the best, it's a small gym, which isn't a bad thing, because you get the, when you go to like those name brand Gracie gyms, and not all of them, but a lot of them are franchises, so you don't, you're not a Gracie to own one of those, you're just paying a franchise. Oh, you're just under that name. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. There's not that many, I mean there's a lot of Gracies, but. There's not that many that there's a Gracie like 100, 100, living yeah. in Montgomeryville. Gotcha. Which I'm not saying anything bad about those gyms. It's just like a different, it's like a bigger gym. Yeah. yeah so yeah. with Evans, and it, Evans' gym might not always be this way because, like, his reputation's yeah. growing. Right. Um. It's, it's kind of a great privilege to see, like, him grow. But he's also, like, he started with a lot of white belts because he was a new gym. And, yeah. like, other people already have their gyms. Yeah. So... It's very cool to watch how fast a lot of like the white belts progress at Evans Gym, because the training is so like, oh yeah, focused yep. on the small classroom. So like you're not really some gyms you go to and there's there's not there's no mat space. Like yeah. you're literally on top of each other with him
0: and the coach. You never even gets to
1: talk. You to You never really him. even talk to the coach. Yeah. Like I've I trained when I trained at Ricardo Almeida. I, I've met Ricardo Almeida two times
0: yeah. and I trained yeah. there for th-
1: three years, probably. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: actually one of the biggest.
1: The second time I met him, he showed up and gave me my blue belt, and they post, <laughs> they post, they, right post they still to this day <laughs> post pictures. Of that. Of me from that event, because, like, we rolled afterwards. Yeah. So, like, he was there with his camera, and, like, their Instagram will just, like, pop up, and people will be like, hey, it's just you. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, yeah, dude, i get my royalties in the mail.
0: Yeah, bro. <laughs> get those checks. Follow me. That's <laughs> one of the very cool things about Evan's Gym, for sure. And that's the thing you sold me on, because I told you I want to go somewhere that's, like, f- friendly to... Beginner's. Yeah,
1: because you know, there's different types of gyms. There's the competition I, style. I heard of that? There's People like the franchise like, yeah, style. There's, yeah. you know, independent rogue gym, which is kind of like what Evans doing. He's doing his own stuff. Like he's teaching things the way he wants to teach them, which yep. is seemingly is very effective. Um, he's also a very like reasonable person. And yeah. the fact that he's not like a lot of people open the gyms because like do the math, like if you have 150, yeah. if you have 150 students, for the
0: wrong reasons for the money, like,
1: and you're charging way. 150, Evan charges like one of the lowest fees around, yeah which is also probably helping him out. Yeah. I think he should charge more, but that's not my business. Yeah. But like if you're charging 150 to $200 a student and you have 150 of them, you're all of a sudden like you're, you're doing pretty well. And, and then, yeah,
0: it's very clear that he's not in it for. There's
1: a lot of people I've that met reason. that like talk about opening their own gym not a lot of people, a handful of people. Um, and you can tell they're doing it because they like they did the dot, they did the math one day, oh, and they yeah. were like, oh man, I could teach jujitsu classes always- and make money. And that's how it is with everything in business. Like, there's tons of like I used to be that way too, mm-hmm. but like, I've been crushed by owning my own business for a certain amount of years now that it's like you look at other people and you see them being successful and you automatically identify like you're the perfect example. Like you you do well with mortgages Mm -hmm. and like I could easily be like, Oh, if Tyler can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. But like the fact of the matter is like you have like a whole bunch of circumstances or experiences or lessons that have like led you to be able to perform at a high level yeah. where there are a majority of people in your position aren't doing the numbers you're doing potentially yeah. Yeah. because they are either satisfied with where they're at, which is fine, or they thought they could do it. Oh, and yeah, they don't yeah. they totally undervalue. Like there's tons of businesses that I look at and I'm like, wow, that guy's doing really well. I'm like, I wonder what his secret is. I wonder, like, what happened to him to put him in that position.
0: You touched upon it with the example of opening the gym and trying to, like, grow the base doing the math. Like, I've always tried to focus on uh, the value first. I was explaining this to Evan one time after the class. Like, the reason I really enjoy how I operate is I work on a very lean margin, which simply means my branch sells lower interest rates but the loan officers get paid less as a result, yeah. you can structure a branch where you sell above market interest rates and the loan officers make two three four times as much money per deal as i do mm. but i I don't know how people i don't i'm not even i don't feel bad saying it I don't like those people uh and I don't know how they go year after year like not bothered by the fact that they're in a way, taking advantage of their clients, like I is that
1: because they are selling the same product but for a lot
0: more money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either higher interest rate or the same interest rate with more fees.
1: Is that the same thing to say though that like, like you pay like my trucks a GMC? Yeah, and it's um like the um the Denali, so it's the same exact truck. Oh yeah, no, as, the loans. The loans the, the same as we're the, selling the yeah.
0: same thing. The I think how they justify it is. They tell themselves or try to sell to people that the service they offer is worth the markup and the cost. My whole thing is you do not need to pay more for the service. Like, I will deliver a better product being the same 30 year Fannie Mae loan with with a lower rate, lower fees, with better service. What I'm really after is not that max margin trying to juice the deal, make a bunch of money. I'm after the relationship. And I always, I'll just tell people that I don't care about making money on your deal. I care about. In a year, your brother, your sister, your colleague, your friend is talking about buying a house, and you remember me. Like, yeah, and I'm after. I'm just after the relationships. I do not want to lose the opportunity for the relationship. I will do a deal for zero to get the relationship if it's a valuable relationship. Mm. So I've always been. Don't the way tell people that. The, I don't mind saying. People it, bro. are calling up, be
1: like, "I'm valuable." Yeah, you no,
0: I mean, you know, I hold the authority to not do that, but that's that's my mentality, and that's why I'm able to be transparent with people. I will tell them the math of like how the branch makes money, how I make money. I'm just ultimate transparent. Then I, I have nothing to hide. I'm not worried about it. I encourage people to like get a quote from the bank they normally bank with. Like if you bank with Bank of America, I'm like, tell them you're looking for a loan and like come to me with a quote. We'll do them side by side. Like I want I don't want to just tell you that my numbers are better. I want to show you. I want the numbers to do the talking. You need to see it to believe it. And if they're not, right? If they're not better, you're getting a better offer and I already know I'm doing it with like a thin margin, right below market average, I'm already doing my best. If you're getting a better offer, I'm not going to feel bad about you going with them. Like I'm going to rank, I'm going to prioritize you before me. So Mm -hmm. if that means you can't work with me, but you're getting something better, I want to see you do that. Cause you're still going to remember that I was a good guy about that. I'll still actually get referrals from people I don't work with because they remember that. And then maybe they have a horrible experience. Something goes wrong there. Mm -hmm. Maybe, Maybe the service is terrible or they can't, they're not as creative or nimble, and then they might come back, but they they won't forget that I was honest with them about that.
1: Why did you, like, what made you decide to go that route where you're like transparent, honest, yeah, um, n- like the the less appealing route that you you know spoke on earlier, like why, like was that, that like come, uh, right. was that an active decision where you're like this is the type of lone person I'm going to be, oh, or yeah. was it just were you.
0: It is a decision because you have to decide what kind of operation you want to have. I could talk more, maybe we will, about different ways banks structure themselves or teams structure themselves. But everything for me comes back to my mentor. Mm. It's a man named Kevin Kenyon. Um, Shout out, Kevin. Shout out, man. KRK, bro. Hey. So from the beginning, he operated a branch for our company that had the lowest margins in the company. So we had the lowest rates in the company. Primarily because our office is in Princeton, so a lot of our clients just naturally are more sensitive to the financial figures. They care more about the Because numbers. they they understand they it. They understand it, man. I mean you're buying a house around Princeton, you're more in tune with financing. Like there's some this is where you'll see some shady outfits. or are parts of the country, anywhere in the country where, you know, lower, you know, at median household income or more blue collar, these people do not are not getting in the weeds with the numbers. They don't know what to look for. And especially areas where there's not a lot of competition with lenders, like if you're the only mortgage lender in a more like blue collar town, you're setting the price. Like you're not really competing with anyone locally; you're competing with online people. But some people don't, in, in that kind of demographic, don't want to do it on their phone or do it online. They're going to go to the, the the place they've passed a million times, and they're not even going to know. They're not even going to know that there's different. Which is kind of counter. Out there,
1: that's kind of like- counterintuitive <laughs> to most businesses. Like you think, like, oh, people with money will pay more but like not when it comes to like no, finance.
0: You know, it, I always think about this. Some of those people that you would call like a luxury buyer or higher price buyer, um they often are sensitive to the numbers. They they you know, they're they can easily get multiple quotes. They know how to like navigate that and do a little bit of research, do their due diligence. Um but they also really value the service and like a hassle. They will pay for not having headache. Mm. Right, so like I'm not. Uh, that doesn't mean I'm gonna upsell them on like a higher rate. We don't do that. Like our rate is what it is for everybody. Um, but even if their bank maybe is like close to mine, maybe maybe they're a little better. But they they're dealing with like a nine to five bank employee that's not taking calls after five, not working weekends. Well, I've
1: seen you take calls, you know
0: I mean? yeah, at all hours. Yeah, it's kind of. You know, there's times where I think it's like funny, where like uh, a couple of days ago I had one right before jujitsu class. Where a realtor went to make an offer that night, and I was like, "I can do this, but I'm gonna have to talk to this client at like ten. So if they're down for it, I'm down for it. and We did it. I had the offer in by midnight. But like to me, that's a that's a funny thing to do. I'm like, <laughs> no one's doing it. I'll fucking do it. this. Is like this is hilarious. That's like dude, here's the pre-approval approval, 11:30. That's fine, you know. And it's a, you know it's a money making opportunity, so I'm not gonna like bitch about that. But um, yeah. So like but like a lot of people would though.
1: A lot oh, of people yeah. would be like, "This is my time. Like that's yeah." Um. <laughs> Yeah, Like, it's not really, like, there's hard working, then there's working smart, then
0: there's, like, yes.
1: time protectors who are, like, I, I only work the hours of this to well, this. Well, I'm,
0: I'm trying—this is a big thing I've been trying to work on is my time management mm. and how I just prioritize things in my life. A big part of why I started again—we don't need to go back into jujitsu, jitsu but a big part of what turned me into that was I, f- I feel like I, I climbed to a pretty high level in what I do— um over the last two or three years. So like just as a reference, I I closed a hundred million in volume last year, which for someone in my role is a lot. It's like top one percent of loan officers in the country. Mm. Um could be clap hands. Let's stick d- come on. Give me Yeah, thank you. I wanted the gunshot. <laughs> Always looking for the gunshot. Uh so I did that at like the detriment of everything else in my life. Um I can relate to that. I don't regret that. Um, I do believe, like, outsized results requires outsized effort. Like, you need to you need to put in that. You're not going to accomplish that in a 9-to-5 structure. You can if you set up the right systems, but setting up the right systems is going to require that time investment. Mm. You know, you're not going to just have the perfect system right off the bat where you don't need to work that extra time. So
1: is there, like like, some businesses, like, you have to grind forever? Like, I think construction's a lot like that. Like, there's never... Uh, you you meet, like, bigger companies or more successful companies than ours or, like, more established, and everybody from, from, I mean, like, my perspective is narrow, Mm -hmm. but, like, it seems like even at the most pinnacle levels, like, they're still working hard as shit to keep it going. Do you you think that, like, that initial effort that you put in the last couple years, like, do you think you won't have to always do that because you'll get, like, you'll be established,
0: kind of? There's a couple things that come to mind, so hopefully I hit all, hit all of them. Um, the first is, like, you decide what you want to accomplish and what you want to succeed. There's loan officers that look at it just like a job. You know, I'm clocking, I'm clocking out, phone's off, you're not going to reach me. I'm going to have my weekends to myself and my family. Nothing wrong with that. No. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. It's just you define what what you want to go after and what you want to try to accomplish. I wanted to go. Like, I wanted to see how far we can take this. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm going to put it in. So that's why I said it was at the detriment of everything else. Like I, I would sacrifice the time I would make the trade-offs under the belief that what I'm doing is, is going to be more positive for my family and myself for the long run. And it has been, Um, but a lot of the work I put, so I've been doing this for like eight years now. A lot of the work I put in was just establishing the right relationships, Mm. which again, like over time, if you foster certain relationships, like they deepen where I have people that, you know, were at my wedding that I do business with or, I've known for six years now, you know, realtors, attorneys, financial advisors. If you can pick up a few new relationships every year, over time, you're going to have that strong base. Now, if you're not, if your values aren't in line with those people, you're not going to make a connection where they want to work with you. So even if you meet a ton of people, if you're not bonding with them on some level, you know, you don't have anyone sticking with you year after year, every year you're looking for new business. I've, sort of built it like a pyramid where, like, I've met people years ago that I still work with. I didn't lose that relationship.
1: So you don't burn bridges?
0: I I try not to burn bridges. If I'm burning a bridge, um, and I could probably count, like, less than, you know, on my hand how many times that's happened, it has to be something truly toxic where, like, either, like, your ethics are so off with mine, like, you're you're lying constantly. big thing is, like, you can't... If I'm your partner, you're a realtor or you're an attorney, you can't lie to me. Like, I need to know what we're doing. we got to be on the same page because there's a level of trust. You're trusting me, right, with your client and what's going on. You're trusting me to get it closed. i got to trust that you're not – and and examples of where people lie is, like, having a buyer that they know is not going to live in the house, um, but they're going to call it a primary home to get better interest rate pricing or uh, be able to put down a lower down payment. That's, like, Mm -hmm. a big – that's a big thing, and it was. It used to be way more casual that people would do that. I, I like to say, like, there's, you know, when you close on a house, no one's knocking on your door a month later to see if you live there. But I tell people, I'm like, I don't know what they're going to come up with in the future, dude. I don't know what, what systems are going to come out for them to actually better verify this stuff. But you think banks don't know that's occurring. It's not. It's not in their interest to give you a lower rate, let you put down less money on a home that they know you're not living in. Because investment properties uh, have higher default rates, so that's why they're riskier to banks.
1: Yeah, you have to put more money down up front on investment property. Yeah, properties. there's like a
0: stark contrast. Yeah, like primary home, put down as little as 3%. Investment property, like you really got to put down at least 20, maybe 15, but really at least 20. Mm. Even then, the interest rate's going to be wildly different. So there's a huge benefit, but, um, you know, you have i have realtors that are just repeatedly doing that, coaching their clients on doing that, and I don't want to have my hand in that at all. You reach a certain point where you're like...
1: Yeah, because if they audit your yeah, deals dude, no, and a large percentage of your deals are that
0: way, you're going to get in trouble. All it takes is one, not even a lot of them. Oh, one deal that is going to make me... It can make me a million dollars. Whatever the one deal is going to get, it's not worth putting me out of business for a decade. Because
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know? they would suspend your license. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah totally. I have licenses in 30 states. Like any kind of felony like that, I don't know, that's my livelihood and I love what I do so much. I I choke, I do not want to have to learn how to do anything else. You
1: seem like this year you're focusing more, I mean, it's late in the year. We'll say Q3 of this year. Mm -hmm. It seems like you are focusing more on like spending time with other people. Yeah. Doing like the jujitsu, like we've been hanging out. Yeah. Like it seems like you're less.
0: I've always thought that this is not my primary driver, but I've always thought that if you feel better about yourself, if you're feeling healthier and just more confident that carries through in other areas, including business, mm-hmm. I will feel way different if I'm walking to a meeting or a presentation or a happy hour or something. And you know, you could just choke everyone in the room. He <laughs> <Not yet.
1: laughs> <laughs> just starts going like shoulder locking yeah, people yeah, up. With g- you're, he's like, you want to see what I saw? this?
0: Yeah.
1: Ripping shoulders.
0: Like I always, I always just knew that would be a natural byproduct of it. Um, but I'm, like, I'm such a subscriber to, like, you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of others, like, and, and especially being a father and having a family, like, living by example, um, trying to set that for my kids. So what I was saying earlier is, like, I put in so much work over the last few years, but I still, there were moments, legit, it sounds cliche or corny, there were moments that, like, I would look in the mirror, like, after showering, like, late at night or something and just, like, not being happy with myself, like, mm. and my, for what I do. Cause like, you weren't like refilling the I tank. Just, yeah. And like, and I just knew I could be better. It's like physically, like, I could be in better shape. I could be healthier. Like, I could see an image of myself that I'm not living. And I've felt that way for years where it's like, dude, just, you know, we gotta, we gotta get on the path. You know? yeah. we oh, we oh, brought dude, the path back we around. Gotta, yeah. We gotta get on the path. What, just a little side note, what kind of spurred that was I started doing Invisalign, as you guys know. Okay. And they told me it was going to take 18 months. And I was like, fuck, that's a long-ass time. You know, Really, it's not depending on your perspective. But I was like, what else can I accomplish in 18 months? I was like, what can I attach to this Invisalign timeline? Like, not only can I get my teeth fixed, like, can I get in shape? Can I get better at jujitsu over, like, 18 months? Like, that's a solid chunk of time to, like, transform a bit. So I started to, like, rope in some other stuff. Dude, and if you continue
1: going to jujitsu the way you go mm-hmm. the f- with the frequency and the intent which is more important like you'll be a blue belt in two years I won't not that like you
0: should be like I won't hold on that on the belt race yeah I won't hold that to myself but I have that intrinsic belief and that's that's why I don't from the beginning I don't mind getting my ass up I don't mind t- I know that if if I continually do this it, there, there's gonna be a payoff
1: yeah Evan and I were talking about you I think right in front of your fucking face <laughs>
0: can't remember i'm pretty sure you were like getting just
1: smashed (laughs) and evan was like dude your boy just like he's connecting the dots in such a way and i was like i know like i i'm been i don't want to like i don't want to like you know like inflate you too much i don't think that's a thing but like it's very impressive like some people come to jiu-jitsu forever and they just get the same shit done to them yeah like i'll let i'll let the same stuff happen to me but like work i'll keep trying to work it out like if i'm like dude why do i keep getting stuck in here i'll keep doing it to myself yeah to see like all right where am i going wrong but it took me a long time to like be aware of that whereas like a lot of people keep doing the same stuff over and they don't connect ever like you're you're asking questions that people with six weeks experience don't typically ask. So it's been like really nice to see like oh, like Tyler's like, like I've introduced a decent amount of friends to Jiu Jitsu and very few of them like mm-hmm. s- are still in the, like still training.
0: I liked coming in. How often do you like start something new? I mean, you could, you could do this all the time, but for me it's like, I haven't started something brand new where like I'm in the room and I don't know a thing, but I can see there's like levels to this. Like I felt the same way coming into my work. What I do where I was like, people are putting up these crazy numbers. I'm hearing what people are making. I want to, I want to know there's levels to this. Cause I want to, let's see how far I can go. So like, I yeah. don't, I, that's the like, same reason I'm getting tapped out by the black belt. So I'm like, this is cool that you could be this good. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't, I want to try to figure that out. Uh, yeah. So I was explaining to Tyler
1: that. a while ago on like, it was a Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. then it was Thanksgiving open mat and we were training like literally on Thanksgiving and this guy because it was open mat and it was like a more it was like a gray seat style gym so like it's easy to find them there was this dude from texas austin texas this kid showed up and he was a black belt and i'm like dude we're like the same age i'm like how long you been training he's like well i wrestled and then i started training jujitsu when i was like 15 16 and i watched him rolling with somebody who was also a black belt and the way this kid from Texas was moving, granted, his knee popped out like twenty minutes later and he oh, went home Jesus early. Christ. But like he probably had knee replacement or something before. Cause like oh. the way he moved and like he grabbed the cross collar grab mm-hmm. and like the way he moved, like posted his grand hand on the ground with the grip and like moved around this dude, it looked kinda like like a like a spider and i watched him just like the way he moved his body was just very like it looked very natural it kind of looked like you know the girl in the ring that's just like mm-hmm. uh, it looked like that but fluid it looked like well, your body just bent in such a way that like i didn't realize that was a thing yeah, man. and then i looked and i was like oh my god like this dude is the is leaps and bounds above like somebody who's been training for 20 plus years yeah and he's been training like 10 or 15
0: that's the intent, like you were saying. And it's just, like, you, you, you get
1: those people that, like... There's a guy I know that, like, I used to train with who's a blue belt. He's been a blue belt for, like, his entire life. And he keeps joking with people online, like, oh, dude, like, you just opened your own gym coming in for my purple. And I'm like, dude, you don't train anymore. Yeah. Like, you're never getting your purple belt. I like, if imagine. you get a purple belt, I'm going to come and choke you yeah, with I can't it. even
0: imagine saying something like
1: that. Like, I would... I don't like the belt race. I think it's... The belt is
0: for, um, and
1: like the stripes, it's like, it's not like people sometimes get caught up in being like, I need other people to see me at this level. Yeah. But like, if you're, if you're walking around, like that, that's why jujitsu is such a humbling sport. Like if I just like trained someplace and they just gave me a purple belt yeah. and then I went to a place that like, like I don't normally train at and like every blue belt in that room and maybe a white belt gets the better of me. Yeah. Like I would feel like a fraud. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you start doing that belt chase, like there's certain people that like I've been training a really really long time and like they're going to worlds or like different tournaments and they're smashing everyone. It's yeah. like all right, it's time for that dude to get a belt. Like it's like he needs to stop coming to the blue belt comps or the purple belt or brown. Like right. there's people I've seen like that that sandbaggers. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. they're like, oh, I need to get one gold and like then I'll move up. Where it's like that's also kind of messed up, but I think it's less messed up than like if you're trying to pr- less mess up for yourself. Yeah. Like it's it it affects other people so that sucks but like if you're trying to like convince the world around you that you're a certain level just because of the color of your belt but you can't back that up. Right. That's the worst. Yeah, like that bothers me. That not all. not that I look down on those people but like when I think of it, yeah. if I were to do that, it would like like I would get in my I probably would stop training because like I would feel so like Yeah down i that like you just like that's why i like nogi so much yeah because, like, there is no belt. Like, you can come in, and there's 10 dudes in the class, and you're like, I have no yeah, idea yeah. the skill level of anyone that's in That's exactly
0: here. how it felt going in, except so everybody like, look like a killer to me. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I
1: mean, the thing with open mats at Evans is, like, a lot of those guys are black belts. Yeah, yeah. So it's just you can't yeah. – if they're older and they're there on a Friday evening, yeah, they're probably a black belt. Because that's, yeah. like – and that's what's cool about Evans Gym, too, is, like, you yeah. have a lot of new people, but yeah. he's also has so many friends – That'll roll in. Oh yeah. So like your learning opportunities are, oh yeah, are so great. I was
0: gonna say earlier that was ha- that's like half the what I like about that place the most is everybody in there. Even my first class, everybody was so welcoming about it. That's and, also another really great thing about Evan's. I mean, like I I had some serious anxiety going in there. Like cause, oh I'll bet. Like Evan, Evan did it well where he like shook my hand, welcomed me. So he didn't, like, not acknowledge me. But he also didn't be like, hey, everyone, this is Tyler. Like, Hey, everybody he just put said, their shoes in yeah, the he, circle. He, he, just, with- he just began the class, and and people took it upon themselves to welcome me. And, like, Killian was the first person to come up to me. Mm. And uh, everybody was so supportive. I was very open with everybody. Like, this is my first day ever. And everybody was just really cool about it. And that's that's because day Evan, one. I was like, what an amazing
1: experience. He holds a standard. Yeah, he cultivates I think that seen, culture, dude. I think you've
0: seen him blow down on
1: someone where <laughs> he's like, you just <laughs> get out of my gym. You got to pluck the weeds, bro. Yeah, Evan has no problem being, like, you don't you don't belong here. Yeah. Like, if you have bad energy or you're just, like, a bad apple, yeah, he'll give you a chance to, like, prove him wrong. Yeah. But the second you do some bad apple stuff, he's yeah. like, dude, there's the door. And people, I've only seen him do it once. He's probably only had to do it once. Yeah. But, like, he is very, like, that's why... Like, it's more than just a gym to me now. Yeah. Because it's, like, everybody there has become friends. Yeah. it's like, what he
0: said, though, is, like, if you don't take the first one out and they bring their other shithead friends in, now you have a much bigger problem. It's harder to kick five people out than one. Yeah. You know, and, and the whole so, culture gets He's really wise is that way. I respected it. I was, like, didn't rub anyone wrong, and it's cool to see someone actually care that much about the culture. there.
1: Yeah, he's not about making money. He should make money. But see, because,
0: like he, my point is the he, parallel with what I was doing, like that shit comes. You cannot think you need it like you need, to, you know, livelihood, you need it to get by. But the moment you start focusing all in on that, you're just missing everything else. You know, the the client you're trying to land, the person you're trying to get to join the, the gym does not give a shit about your monetary goals or are you trying to make money. There's not a single benefit in that to them. Yeah. What are you, you know, so I've just been you know, back to the work thing, just completely focused on value, where can I, I ask myself that to this day constantly, how could I make this experience better for my consumer? Like, I I will always ask myself that, like, how can we increase the value proposition to the person? Like, Mm. even if it's great, you know, I'm not trying to, like, break what's working, but, like, there's just little things, you know, I'm like, that person, their file's super clean, everything's on track, but, like, a week goes by and they don't hear from me, like, that causes, they don't know everything's fine. I know everything's fine. They still need to just hear me tell them everything's fine. It's that simple. They're, I work that into my system now. Mm. Like I have certain minimum requirements for the people on my team as far as communications go with the clients, which is like you cannot allow a week to go by. It's actually close to like every two days. Um, I've started trend more that way, which is like I'm testing. I'd rather be like over communicating than under communicating to the point of like it might be a little annoying, but I'd rather start that way um, just so people get that check in. Because, like, again, I could go three weeks. Like, I could have your file done three weeks before you got to close. But, like, you still want to hear from me. You still want to know everything's okay. Because you're just going to get in your head. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So, yeah. I try is to that do Is that because, those little like, you've
1: lost deals because you didn't communicate? Or no, is this just some – are these just little tweaks I,
0: that you think will be better? It, these are my – this is my personal belief because my – Entire business is built off referrals. I don't pay for any advertising. Any marketing is all word of mouth, and it is all built on the experience. Mm. So, like, the the positive consumer experience is what drives the next referral. And, like, I see it as a wasted opportunity. Even if I did what I was supposed to do, your loan closed on time, you got a great rate and all this other stuff, um, if you weren't really impressed and, like, I didn't connect further than that, Mm-hmm. You're not like if I just did my job, you don't really have a drive to refer your friend to me a month later. You know, you, if you're not really thinking about me and like because once you're closed, you're closed. You know, you're not thinking, thank God I closed like you're done. But like if you remember that we talked at 1030 one night because you were super nervous. And like I took the time to like give you the platform and let's just talk about what's what's bothering you about it. You're going to remember that phone call. You know, when we close, I'm going to I'm going to leave an impression. And that that's what I'm going for. And I try not to, to force that. I just try to, I try to be there for, for my clients. And like, if I, I will look back at some, sometimes and I'll see the client, i will be like, you know, I didn't, I didn't talk to them enough. Like, I don't feel like I'm not trying to force the relationship on anyone, but there's times where like, I didn't put enough effort myself to be proactive about reaching out to you. Like maybe I missed a call or something like that, or maybe I was slow to respond. Like that stuff bothers me. If I feel, I know when I knocked it out the park, I know on that last phone call when we're going over the numbers. You know you're super excited and th- like I can tell the energy that I did I I did what I was trying to do I made that impression, and I know it'll pay. I don't know when, but I know it's gonna come back at some point in the future. Um, if I close ten people in a month or whatever it is, if I didn't if I don't feel that strongly about like ninety percent of them, I know I gotta I gotta tighten something up. So, um, the goal there is just to to try to drive the referral and leave the impression on people.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I uh, I don't know who said it but i've ever ever since i heard that like heard this notion i always try and like think about it in times of like stress or conflict mm-hmm. um it was somebody on like probably a podcast or something talking about how like it was probably Andy Frazello mm. shout out to yeah. big andy yep legend legend commander another commander dude He's definitely a commander absolutely um a crisis or like a conflict is like an opportunity to build a more loyal customer. Love that. Because if everything go and I, when he said this, I was like, wow, that makes entirely, like, it makes so much sense. And up until that point, I was always striving to do everything right. Yep. Like, if something went wrong, it was like a reflection on my inability to do it right. Yep. And then when he said, like, a conflict or a crisis is like a way for you to show what lengths you're willing to go absolutely to make something right absolutely you will build a more loyal customer so like almost be grateful for like a conflict or a situation or a mistake yep because then like you'll be able to like show your like the merit to your character that like you weren't like you wouldn't have been able to present yep humbly 100%. without that problem so now when like situations arise and there's like, uh, and a super needy customer or a customer that's just like texting all the time to me or is super involved or maybe we messed up and like the countertops got sure, templated yeah, dude, some in your work i'm sure yeah. there's it's so kinks there's shit, yeah. so many little things that are not cont- even
0: in your control but come back to zero control but yep. they
1: all are our responsibility yes. so like you telling the customer like what's a good example of this Oh, the Whatever, ki- the either. kitchen yeah. the kitchen in New New Newtown that we were trying to finish uh, in time for Thanksgiving yeah. it was it wasn't our project to start but the co- the contractor that was originally responsible for it you know dropped the ball in a variety of ways and the customer decided to like relieve that contractor and hired us to like fix it the metal bar it's the metal one which way just righty tighty so if you push it away from you now. It'll loosen it and then you can move it up and then tie it down. Dang, dude. You want me to help you?
3: No, oh, yeah, I got it.
1: Dude, the mic, did the mic disconnect? Yeah. No, I, I, uh,
0: I muted it so you wouldn't hear that. I want to make sure you keep your example up. <laughs>
1: Everybody always has such trouble with them. Or maybe just one other person was like, it was Justin. drooping on them. You remember that
3: last yeah, week? Yeah. That was funny so. as hell. Uh, what's his name? The race car driver.
0: Um. Yeah, Colin. Colin, yeah. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Project went wrong in the kitchen.
1: Yeah, so we were there Thanksgiving Eve. <coughs> I had two guys there. Mm-hmm. Trevor is like... Stud. An outright stud. Like He... he felt very connected to this customer and like getting it done and like making sure they were happy and stuff so he was there and, and it was like 7 30 at night yeah. on thanksgiving eve oh geez and like i heard that they were still there mm-hmm. at like like i was getting ready to leave and it was like four o'clock and they're like oh trevor's still at like trevor's kill clocked in at that job yeah and i literally like i was like Oh fuck! Like I texted my wife and I was like, I don't know what time I'm going to be home, but like I've got to, yeah man, I've got to go in on this. And like I felt like Trevor was doing everything for us. Yeah. like he was making the co- company look really good. He was like, doing it because Trevor's a good guy. But you felt, but I was like, hey, if my if if like Trevor is there, yeah, I like I can't go. I like I couldn't. It was like the same thing with like you. Like I very much like wanted to go home and yeah. like screw off and like get ready to like eat turkey and everything but like i was like dude i can't i can't do that yeah i was like i have to stop here and like we weren't when i got there i realized that like i was like i got there and i was like oh shit even with my set of hands and skills like we're not gonna make it Mm. but like the fact that like finally i had to tell them i'm like dude we're done like we're done for today yeah and like Like, I don't know, like Trevor's a stud, but like he, he was still willing to keep trying and keep trying. I'm like, dude, we're not going to make it. But like the customer saw, like I could see it on their face. Like we got their kitchen finished enough in an already bad situation so that they could have people over for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And like, I looked at that and like that customer, like I forget what he said to me like later on, but like I realized I was like, Oh,
0: that was one of those times. Yeah, man. Um, it's a blessing and curse to, to care that much. Uh, I it, think it's mainly... It kind of sucks. It kind of sucks, but it is like the differentiator. I mean, I'll see people come to me and I'm like, how did this fucking dude just give you such a shitty offer or like yeah. dr- drop the ball so bad or like miss a question on your application and now you don't qualify? And they could have figured that out in 10 fucking seconds and then not care and like just drop you. I, I don't... It, it, Ask my wife. This shit eats at me. Well, that's like what I was going to say. Wrong, man.
1: When you care that much, and like for a long time, I didn't realize I cared that
0: much. That's where the stress management is like vital because it'll just eat at you if you don't have a way of dealing
1: with it. If you're not aware that you care that much, which I was completely blind. I thought I was just like I thought it was just like yeah. This is how you do. This is what you. This is required. Gotcha. And then I realized I was like I took I would take and still do. I take everything like so personally yep and like people are like oh don't take it so personally i'm like how am i not gonna take it personally right now yeah like i just spent the better part or more than a decade trying to get to this point and now you're you're rocking the boat yeah and like how am i not supposed to have a problem with you yeah yeah yeah. and like that's that's kind of like when i see especially other contractors like taking advantage of people or taking deposits and never showing up again oh yeah i couldn't imagine like it bothers me at that level like if i don't go above and beyond Mm -hmm. i can't relax like if i'd gone home like if i'd been like you know what trevor's got it this is that's his job he knew what he signed up for and then just went home yeah like i would have been sitting on the couch just like just thinking about that
0: dude that is what creates the opportunity for us to excel like I think you have the same kind of dynamic in your field. Like mm. I, I like to joke that if if you asked ten people that just bought a house how their experience was, how many would say it wasn't a great one? Like it was stressful, it was like they kept asking a lot of stuff, it was terrible. That would speak negatively on it. Same thing with somebody that got like a renovation done or a build. I don't think you're gonna have ten out of ten who had a great experience. I think it's be close to like half. You know, that's like I think my- it's impossible to
1: get ten out of ten. But a, we, we try very hard for that. No, no, no. no, no, it's no. Like,
0: I'm not saying 10 out of yours. I'm saying that. No, yeah. That use 10 different people. I think there's a lot of shitty people in both fields. Yeah, like, but, like, my you know, point off of that was, like, right.
1: we'll have, I would say, closer to 10 out of 10. Um, we do have, like, customers that, like, things oh, don't per- go yeah. right. Yeah. But the customers that we have that had those five out of 10 experiences before right are way better customers than customers that have never had
0: yeah that bad experience i just think like that's that's the opportunity like i hear of something going on like i'll get a referral and i'll like get myself brought up to speed and like just hear about the shit that was going on And i'm like i get lit up about it. i'm like you don't even have to use me just don't do what they're telling you to do like I, that bothers me that people profit off not doing the right thing. That, that bothers me deeply.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, I think that comes down to, um, like I used to think when I was younger that like you're in business to make money. Yeah. Like nobody goes into business to not make money. That was the first which, which attraction is still, I
0: had. Still true. First attraction I had was money. Yeah. But what kept me this long is not that, you know,
1: but over time, like, when I would have, like, I would make mistakes as, like, a young a young lad. Yeah. And, like, realize I was like, dude, why did this not go so smooth? Or, like, yeah. why wasn't this better or different things? And then you realize, like, if you're in it for just money, mm-hmm. no business will ever, like, it won't ever work. Like, you can make money yeah, just dude, going yeah. after money. There's, pr- there's plenty of people that are just after the money. Yeah. But, like, the people that are, like, next level or you know look like that yeah usually what i found and it's not always i can't say it's always that like some people are just schemy or like are good at numbers or different things but if you right. are in it to like help people like the way you are yeah you go way further 100 percent. because i'm not like if you're not like a genius or you're not like inventing something that's like revolutionary or yeah. you don't have that like competitive advantage that you're doing something like you are the market because nobody else is doing it sure you can get rich doing that yeah but if you're doing something like mortgages or construction yeah which everybody does like anybody can Need do the, this oh, yeah, yeah, yeah if you're not like operating on the like a value system yeah you really don't go that far well i've seen people that have been in construction their whole life like 40 years and they're like yeah if I could do it all over again, like I wouldn't – it was my partner's fault yeah. or it was this guy's fault or, you know, I got the, – the the recession in two, 2008 got me and put me out of yeah, business. Yeah. It's like, the yeah, but that happened out. to everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Everybody had a, a, a difficult partnership. Everybody experienced 2008. Yeah. Like everybody was there for that. Yeah. Like why did it crush you and why didn't you make it back? Like the people you see like overcoming those things no matter what usually – from me studying these people, like have an unruly value system. Yeah, dude, take I, the deal right now. No, 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 no. Like, Give us a sample.
0: <laughs> <laughs> His phone's ringing. His phone's uh, ringing. I'm not oh yeah, sure. that's a dumb deal now. That yep. would actually be lit, but I'm not gonna.
1: That'd be so funny. He'd be like, oh yeah, you got the deal. And they're yeah. like, oh, this is so and so calling from so. Like it'd be like a <laughs> it'd be like a telemarketer. Yeah, and they'd be like, you need to vote for the red party. Oh, and yeah. Tyler's like, you got the deal. Yeah, you got to do. Yep. Just flex
0: this yeah. deal. <laughs> the. Uh, the market will absolutely squeeze out those people. Um, I just think I'm more about the looking myself in the mirror thing, and yeah. when no one's watching, and what I'm thinking. I I was just saying about this the other day. Like the guys that that, whatever. My my for like my field, if you're charging the higher rates and you're making the more money and you're ripping people off, like if your neighbor wanted your help. You know, and you like your neighbor, you got it, and they want your help with the loan. Like, how do you, in good conscience, help them out with the loan, knowing that they could be doing better elsewhere? I don't know. Like, how the hell? I I don't know how people do that. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't have even a half a second thought of that when I'm working with people. I'm like, I believe, like, I know I'm giving you something below market average. I know the service I'm delivering. So clear, conscious about it. I don't know how those people go on. It just,
1: it's maybe it's just different personality types. I'm like reading like a lot about that now to try and like understand how to communicate better. Mm-hmm. Cause there's like communicating well, but if you can understand like, and subtly identify like, Oh, you're, and we can do like another episode on this cause we'll get in the freaking weeds. <laughs> but like communication, if like, I can like, there's levels say there's like one through 10 people Mm -hmm. and like, you know, and I'm not going to like do the actual numbers, but like say one's a perfectionist, two is like a a caretaker, three is a something. And like each level of that stuff be like, I can identify and like look at different things. If you understand it and be like, all right, Tyler's probably like a mixture of these numbers. I know as a person how to talk to you best mm-hmm. whereas Gilmar might be different so like if sure. I'm leading both you into battle and Tyler's one type I might tell Tyler be like dude you fucking better get down there and mm-hmm. do to handle business whereas Gilmar, I'm gonna go to Gilmar and be like hey like you do a great job <laughs> like some people some people need to hear they're doing a good job whereas some people need to hear that they're you know a piece of shit yeah. And then they'll different. be like, "Yeah, I'm no, I'm going to show you." And mm-hmm. then you're, I'm going to be like, "See what I did there?" I just mm-hmm. So, yeah. I situation. think people like I've learned that people when like there's been times where I've experienced like especially like mortgage folks or realtors where you're like mm-hmm. that person seemingly has no awareness to the fact that they're shady as hell. Yeah. They don't realize it. And then like now that I'm like studying this type of stuff, I'm like starting to realize I'm like some once being self aware is a is a gift and a complete punishment mm. because like you might be the same way as me is like I'll go home and I'll mull something over I'll be thinking about the same oh, thing yeah, sure. for hours Absolutely. until I'm like comfortable with it yeah. and that's that's a prison yeah whereas like other people I'll be like how like how are they like making YouTube videos or doing different things and they literally have no idea what they're talking about but they they're so confident. And when you talk to them one-on-one, like, you're expecting them to uh, be like, ah, oh, I, I know, I'm just scheming. But they don't. Yeah. They they double down. And, like, then I started to realize, I was like, those folks just see they're, – they're no awareness. Like, they're just doing a, a process that they've, like, been rewarded for. So, like, they don't think to ever be better because they're just, like – they've never hit that stopping block.
0: The part you're reminding me of, too, is, like, being genuine in how you're communicating – like I unknowingly like I'm just myself with the people that are coming to me for helper questions and it doesn't matter if like you're a first time buyer looking to get it or you're like a high power CEO. Mm. The one thing I always know in the back of my head is like however high you are in your field is how high I am in my field and you're not going to know more about this than I do. Yeah. So like that dynamic is set right off the bat but I don't put on even when I first began I never put on like a sales mode I What you just made me think of is like picture times where you're dealing with like a car salesman, any any kind of sales environment. And that person's putting on their sales personality. It's so obvious and it's so terrible. Like Mm. it's never you know what I mean? Every it's such a such a put off that I've won business strictly off of just being able to connect with them more. And they'll they'll leave me the review and just say I have reviews that I'll never forget where like one of my earlier ones is like Tyler was the first guy who saw us as people and not a number. And I just, that always stuck with me. I was
1: you seem like, very like transparent. Do you ever have difficulties with like, cause like I try to be as transparent with everyone. Yeah. Almost to a fault. Like sometimes I'll communicate too much information and people will think uh, like, um, like maybe I'm talking shit nah. is a good example where like, it's like, no, I'm just like, I'm not talking shit. I'm just trying to like go like, um, and then like, so I find myself like, catering to kind of people's levels of being able to hear the truth where it's like sometimes like some people I can be like dude you're messing up on such a level right now and just like blunt hard honest truth whereas like in the past like that's gotten me into trouble where it's like people they don't want to hear that um and then you, it causes a jam if, for myself if
0: you're talking about people on the team uh, you know this is what you nailed earlier is like, you have to know how to communicate with people on your team. Everyone's going to respond to criticism differently. The way you deliver it needs to be different. And the funny thing is I know they have to do the same thing with me. Like they have to figure out how to approach me about things. And I, I try to make myself approachable, you know, understanding how they are and what's going to put them off with clients. It's interesting because I, I absolutely try to be transparent about everything. I think the transparency and the education is what gives people the confidence to move forward on something. When they feel like they know it, when they feel like we have the trust, they don't have to worry as much about the unknown. Mm. Um, and the way you illuminate the unknown is the education. That's why I take my, my time to show people, Here's you know, some people get a loan. The loan officer just pushes the loan. You're getting an FHA loan. They don't know why. They don't know what other ty- types of loan products are out there. I want to do a little quick discussion on, listen, there's like a dozen different loan products we could use here. I'm using a FHA loan because your credit's below 700 score, and the rates on FHA loans are not as sensitive to scores under 700. If you were getting a Fannie Mae loan, your rate would be half a percent higher. Your payment would be $300 more a month. Something like that, or like, now I scratched that itch that maybe you didn't even know you had, where it's like, here's why we're doing this. So I try to maintain the transparency with requests or with problems. I would like to let people know enough so that they understand why there's an issue or you know what the problem is, or why I'm asking them for something.
1: So, like for instance, like if somebody has a low credit score, but they don't have zero awareness of that, like they they're like, "Well, why can't I get this?" And you're like, "Well, your credit shit."
0: Well, I'll bring it back to the numbers. Well, like, I, I, will no, you ever? Will do, nah, nah. <laughs> well, there are some people that they're not. If they're not getting it, I have to take it back to a very fundamental level and just say, "I try. I try not to make bring any emotion into it." It's not personal. I, I do like to bring it back to the numbers. Like, if you're not qualifying for this house because your income is not sufficient to support the payment, I will try to walk you through the math of, listen, this isn't about, this isn't about you. This isn't about, you know, me liking you, me not liking you. The, the numbers don't work. Here's the numbers. Here's how banks determine this. I just take the emotion out of it for better and for worse. And I'll tell people that. Like, you know, you have... 200 grand in cash in the bank i know you have a lot of money that's a problem in the mortgage world because we can't source that money like it doesn't have to do with you the way the shit is str- is set meaning
1: up- you can't source it meaning like that money's just there there's yeah, no way yeah. to be like cash is
0: like a big no-no in real estate because you can't prove it banks have to adhere to anti so oh, money, government- money laundering statutes
1: oh money money laundering what's that a
0: little casual a little casual washing the, the funds mm-hmm. you gotta buy
1: if you want to wash money Car wash. Yeah, man. There we go. Go buy a car
0: wash. <laughs> Sound like you've done this before. Uh, so stuff like that, <laughs> it, you know. Um, I try to. Uh, I try to make it about the number. And then there are times where there's not getting it, and I have to be a little more blunt. But I will progress there, you know. And sometimes you learn people like appreciate the honesty. There's people that respect the honesty and can take that. I, there's times where I was like delivering bad news or something. I was like kind of nervous how you'd react, but then they, you realize they they'll thank you for being honest about it. So it's a it's a there's a feeling out process required. I'm sure you have to do the same thing with your clients. We're like, I need to figure out how this person communicates and what if they're yeah. super sensitive or they respect they respect me being a little more blunt with them. You know, and, and that's the concept of mirroring and matching is if someone's very blunt, I'll be blunt with them back, you know. I appreciated
1: that. most uh when you pre approved me was like and I don't know if this was just because we were friends, like you made it like it was like the easiest thing ever. Like you gave me no bullshit. You're like, just send me your taxes and I'll take care of this. And then you sent me some spreadsheets. I reviewed them. I asked you a few questions and then that's what like, there was no, like in the past when I've had to do it, it's like literally like, Oh, well we don't have this from you. We need to send you this. Yeah. All right. And then you get like 18 million emails later and you're like, I don't even want to buy this place. dude. What? I don't even want to do this anymore. I usually just push that shit off on Ariel. Sorry. That part like she knows it, but like literally I literally she's like, Oh, I don't I don't need to do anything. I was like, No, nah, Tyler answered all my questions.
0: <laughs> the part you just mentioned about the follow-up is like one of my favorite things. Uh and again, different schools of thought, different sales philosophies. I keep it laid back. Look at the hand on the mic stand. You know what I mean? I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah. Right. So if I pre approve you or whatever <laughs> if I pre approve you, I'm not calling you every day after. And I'll tell people, hey man, I'm gonna get you set up. So if you need to make a move, you can jump on it. I'm going to have you ready to go. You're going to be pre-approved yeah. if you see something. I don't care if it's in a month, a year, two years. You know where I'm at. I'm here for you know when you need me. There's plenty of people in my business, and I'm sure outside of it, that think you need to do the follow-up. You need to make this many calls. You need to have this many touches before the sale generates. I just personally don't do that. I, I, I am uncomfortable doing that. I don't enjoy bothering people. Mm. It, it, again, it becomes, like, very obvious that I'm trying to generate the sale. I'm sure I lose business, by the way, from people that months later do something and they haven't heard from me. But, like, I, on the other hand, I have clients that tell me you're. I've applied to four different banks in the last two weeks. You're the only one that's leaving me alone. Everybody else I had to block their number. It's like, so I don't even know how to balance that out in my mm. head where, like, I lose business, but I also gain business from people, like, appreciating that. And I, I guess I just operate the same way I do. I do not, if I'm thinking about the decision, I do not want you to call me. Every single day, uh, like you might have already won the business, you might lose the business if I'm hiring you for something because you're going to bother me about it so much or make it so much about you. I'm dealing now with I the don't, situation. Don't, like don't want to work with you. So like, I just don't. I do not do that. Um, it's the worst. Like we
1: we tried to buy a van a few weeks ago, and I called the Ford fucking
0: de- van calls now, bro. The Ford
1: dealership <laughs> in Westchester, right? <laughs> okay. And it's no. It van gets, peddlers are bothering It gets worse. It? Oh, no. So they have pictures of the van. Was the van I wanted? Yeah. I don't know the names of vans, so like I'm like, oh, this is the perfect. <laughs> this is like perfect for the plumbing business. Like uh-huh. we, we need to get this. The price is right. Like in the, a pri- line? the price was right because it was the wrong van for the pictures. <laughs> the van that the price was for was a l- insufficient piece of equipment. Uh, I'm the sure, pictures I'm sure were. there was a happy little were it. So th- I literally the guy calls me and he goes, Yeah. Uh. So I'm guessing you saw the pictures and. But blah, blah, blah. like the pictures aren't what the, it's like the wrong pictures. <laughs> yeah, I like and I literally, explain it. and I literally was like, all right, um, I'm not coming. I'm not driving down to Westchester to see something that I don't want. Of course. And the guy's like, Oh dude, totally understand. Somebody from that goddamn dealership <laughs> has been calling me yeah. like every three fucking days yeah. for yeah. three weeks now. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Like the last person I was so rude to them on the phone. There you go. I was like, look, what's your name? I was like, all right, Jerry. Listen, his name wasn't Jerry, but I'm not going to air out Kevin. I mean, sorry, Kevin. But he's like, he's like, oh, whatever. And I was like, yeah, it was like a van like that, but it had like toolbox body. So it was like the, the perfect thing. Mm, okay. And But it was like the van that it was actually, the VIN number was for, was for like a little transit, like that little fucking turd yeah. guard that like the, the exterminator drives around in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look like at the difference. No, 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 no. no it's a, a mini transit. Uh, yeah, no, down. Go down. Stop. Left hand. That one right there. Yeah, so it was like dude. not even like, it wasn't even a comparable car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be like calling for a fucking Suburban and getting a Honda Civic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally, so the last guy I called, dude, I'm not even kidding you, for three weeks, at least three times a week, they'd call. And the last dude, I was like, look, man, I don't know how to tell you guys this. I've asked the last couple guys to like take me off at whatever register, like, take my phone number out of your system. I was like, I was like, no offense. I was like, now I'm at the point where I like, I like might sue you guys to give me the van and the pictures for the price of the transit. You're pissing me off that much. And the guy was like, Oh, excuse me. And I was like, no, like you guys keep calling me to like pedal this van that I've already talked to somebody about. And you guys have the wrong picture on, you have the van I want in the pictures, not around the right listing. So like, you're you're messed up i was like and the last guy dude i let him have it i was like i'm so and that end of call i was like dude nothing personal but like i I legit could sue you guys for misrepresentation right now mm-hmm. i don't know if i could but it sounded like legit on
3: <laughs> he probably got scared he was but scared.
1: he was literally like okay i totally get it i was like dude the van like isn't the van i don't want a minivan i was like i need a truck I need, I need, i'm trying ah, to do dude. plumbing <laughs> i was like what are you guys doing put the right pictures on the fucking van they <laughs> all do that shit too man i hate they buying cars all do that shit and i'm like I know about cars, and I know how to get deals on cars, because, like, I know, like, I'm really good at, like, finding that loophole, like, uh, the Lexus. Sure. I bought, like, I literally was cruising. I would just, like, and this is the way you get deals on cars. You constantly have to be looking. Mm-hmm. So, like, literally one Saturday, like, Ariel wanted the Lexus, like... I was, like, going to build, like, an off-road truck for her or whatever, and literally, like, I'm just cruising the thing at the gym, just taking up the bench press, mm-hmm. cruising the car dealerships, and that that Lexus, one year out of lease, Perfect. pops up. Yep. And there was it was $20,000 less than a brand new one, and they're the exact same car, brand new. Uh-huh. So we show up to the dealership. I called them. I was like, "I do not like put it someplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I will send you a deposit right now. I'm coming to buy this car no questions yeah, asked." Absolutely. I knew it was like a we got to get this car off oh, the yeah, lot yeah, price. Yeah, don't let them jack it up. So definitely. I was like, "I know I know somebody's coming to buy this car today. Yep. It wasn't there yesterday. It's there today." Yep. I came in and they tried to sell me a brand new one. Uh, They're like, oh, do you want to see the new ones? We like, we have more colors than just black. And I was like, honestly,
0: is that, that shit? Dude? Yeah. I, does was does like, honestly, to shit.
1: I was like, honestly, uh, I was like, I don't know. And then they change salespeople on me like mm-hmm. the other dude decided we weren't actually gonna buy a car that day and i was like idiot yeah i'm ready to buy th- i'm literally i'm not yeah. i'm trying to waste as minimal time as possible buying a car today i
0: thought you were saying the part where like they br- I've they've done this so many times where they bring out the closer you say like i'm not interested they brought him bring out. out the manager they like, brought him out and then i was like some authority.
1: i was like all right but what w- like the closer they brought out was a russian lady Mm. she walked up oh, and i did i hit her with the gable yeah. straight up i saw her coming i was like gable gang represent." i
0: didn't see that coming dude. <laughs> but she
1: j- walks us off to the parking lot shows us the brand new ones and uh-huh. i go what's the difference about this car and that car over there the one that like we came to look at and she goes oh nothing yeah and i was like okay so i'll take that one i was like okay so right yeah and she was like oh okay well, we'll go sit in the one you want, and then we'll do the paperwork, and you'll be out of here. And she gave me – I was expecting, like – At least she made that easy. I was expecting that. a battle oh, from yeah, this woman. Yeah, she yeah. had she was jeweled up. Uh-huh. She was ready to go, and she just took us over. I was like, she's like, this is the one? I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, we do paperwork.
0: Could have lost the sale, dude. by yeah, how they handled that, though. But they, like – the like, s- They're lucky that was such a good deal. You're going to get it. The same thing but for like, my
1: truck. Like, dude, I bought my truck, like, a month before the whole car market exploded. Yeah. And I got in there. And I was like, look, like, what can we do on the price? It's They're warming. like, this price, is this truck is priced to disappear. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right, just do the paperwork. But I was calling them all day. I was like, dude, what can I send you so I don't have to be there all night? I know. I got it's there at like 5 so o'clock.
0: Dude. It's so unavoidable. It 5 like. o'clock. I was
1: there until 10 p.m.
0: There you go. Fuck that. It's I was so like, unavoidable, man. Yeah, dude, that. like,
1: our title thing's jammed up. And I'm like, what do I got to pay them just to, like, move me to the top of the list? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that wants to leave, just wants to sign it's the papers so and leave. <laughs> it's that's what i strive for in life is to get to the level where i just show up sign the papers and leave i
0: know or you have somebody do it for you yeah the guy i'm gonna send my guy
3: even if you order a car online is that still the is that process car of caravana probably shows
1: up to your house and like it takes them five hours to lower the trailer (laughs) (laughs) you still got to get that experience like i only know like one of our customers i don't really know them that well bought a car off caravana but i think that's just because they refuse to deal with the public Mm. But I don't know that they actually like. I don't know what their experience was. That was the first person I've ever heard. I wasn't even there for the thing. Somebody told one of our guys told me that like a Carvana thing like delivered the. I was like, damn, I wish I could have like. That was the one person that I could have asked like, yeah. what was your, what was it like to buy a car from a vending machine?
2: Yeah,
0: bro. <laughs> you know what I'm it saying? better be easy, bro. That's the whole because that's their whole thing. There's like an irony to me about some uh, mortgage companies like that's their whole thing is like online, quick and easy, and they're like the slowest. It's like uh, you don't yeah. even you they even, get you trapped in. Yeah. Like, well, I've already
1: filled out fourteen forms. I'm invested now.
0: Fuck. Yeah, that's a tough thing too that I deal with at times. Is people feel like they're, they're people don't even realize you could switch. Like you, you, you could just pull out. If you want to be a scumbag? You could you could apply to three banks at the same time. Dang! Like it's not illegal to do that. It sucks to do that. It's not a great thing to do that. It's but yeah, it's, uh, it's like playing golf with three golf the, balls. The opposite. <laughs> I I like there is this. I made a little video years ago about there was a, I had a cab driver uh, that worked in New York city and he worked two full-time jobs. He worked like 80 hours a week. He drove cabs at night. And I think he worked in a hospital during the day or something like that. Uh, Foreigner, like did not speak great English um, and came to me unfamiliar with the process in general, very clearly getting ripped off. Identified that right away. I told him what document to send me where it has all the numbers and I already knew like this dude's getting taken. Didn't. So number one, remind me of this, is didn't even know he could switch. He thought, like, legally you're locked in. I've heard of people, loan officers, lying to people and telling them, you got to close. You can't. you can't Just bold-faced lie.
3: Damn, that's crazy.
0: Completely, complete lie. And I have to be the one to tell them. And now, now they're like, who do I believe? And obviously, hopefully I'm doing enough to garner the trust where, like, okay, I trust Tyler on it. Um, but that guy was a shiny example where I was like, dude, That person does not deserve your business. They do not deserve to get paid by taking advantage of you. Switching is how you punch them right back in the face, dude. Like, they already started your loan. They're not going to close it. Like, you don't need to do anything else. You don't need to say anything to them. It's all you need to do to make this right for you, again. um, That shit, again, bothers me, bro. People getting taken advantage of and just not knowing... There's so much to know, and there's so much people don't know about, like, just simple rights like that, bro, about you could switch. You know, you can pull multiple quotes. You can switch mid, mid-deal. mid You got to do it right. You know what I mean? It's it's one thing to to work with someone that knows what they're doing. Then you see some random-ass offer online, and you want to give that a shot, and you ghost the person that was doing the good job in, in pursuits of something better that really isn't better because you didn't know how to do your due diligence on vetting that ad to see if it, the numbers were real or not. I always tell people, if you're if you're responding to something you saw on a website, these companies know your habit is to believe lower rate means better for me, right? That's simple. Oh, my guys get me, you know, 7%, you know, like where rates are now. I saw this ad for six and a half. Like I know, I know lower is better, not thinking the one step further, which is like, what is that going to cost me? You know, what, what am I going to be paying additional at closing to get the, just that one simple added step is what people miss at times. Um, and get taken advantage of. And, and that's how so many banks are set up is to play on your consumer habits of just responding to lower is better. It's one of the, the things I'm constantly battling against, dude, is that misconception in, like, trying to provide the education. It takes so much more edu- so much more effort to educate clients than to just throw up a little ad and hope they click on it. You know, I have to take the time to teach you something to see why our deal's better or why you were getting taken advantage of. But mm. I get more satisfaction from doing that. I get the relationship because I did take the time to do that, and you valued it.
1: I find that like I used to have a huge problem with people that like I personally deemed were performing under me, like mm-hmm. other contractors that were just like they weren't all shady, but just like maybe they weren't just doing the best job did they, they put could. Out
0: a, as good of a product,
1: yeah. And and what they were killing it or something, and you're like, no. And then I realized I was like. Wait a minute. Like it's kind of a gift to have those people Mm -hmm. in business against you because Mm -hmm. like if they're, if they didn't exist, like what would our business look like? Like we can't be, we can't strive to be like a top tier quality company Uh if like that inferior quality doesn't exist. Clarity. Yep. Yep. So, like, I used to have such, and then I realized, I was like, one day, I'm like, dude, I'm kind of grateful, and I've started, like, taking this into, like, all areas of my life. Like, if someone's challenging to deal with, um, it's, like, kind of a gift to, like, have that person challenging you, even mm-hmm. if you're not enjoying it, maybe if they're being an asshole. The client, you're saying. May, client, yeah. uh, it could be anyone in your life. It could be client, business partner, your parents, mm-hmm. um, you know, your wife, maybe like anybody that's like just in your way as an obstacle, Mm -hmm. if you can figure out a way around that obstacle, you're better off for it. Yeah. So I've gotten into the habit of like, rather than like resenting that person my entire life Yeah. for no reason, (laughs) other than that, like one time they cut me out in traffic. It's like, well, you taught me how to uh, to pay attention to break at the right time. Like, it's like you, you have to look at it that way. So like, I definitely, absolutely. I guess like the only victim in that situation is the customer. Yeah. Whereas like you, you kind of have to be grateful for like as much as those people suck. Yeah. If they didn't exist, no, you, like yeah. you wouldn't be able to like. Yeah. Shine as hard like you probably wouldn't make as much money. Yeah. If they didn't exist.
0: A hundred, a hundred percent. That's what creates the opportunity. Uh,
1: it took me forever to get to that. I'm like still stru. I still struggle with it. But it took me forever to get to that. Like mindset where it's just like oh that partnership that didn't work out like oh fuck them but it's like more it's more like actually i wouldn't be in this position if they didn't act of, act up Absolutely. like so it's kind of like you, you you don't appreciate them but you you kind of should
0: no it's it's yeah it's yin and yang and the, the polarity like if everybody was Dude, it's, well, it's a it's, luxury builder. You would not be a luxury hand, builder. It's both sides of the gable. It's both sides of the gable grip.
1: It's like yin and yang. Yin and yang is gable grip. That's true. Is it? We're basically Hindu.
0: It's uh, that's what I said. It,
1: you heard it here first.
0: The uh, the more like uh, real estate in general. I've said this before. To me, is like one of those unique things where you can get a high power realtor you can get a great lender and it's not going to cost you extra money. There's so many services or products where naturally you need to pay more for that added service. Like if I need to hire a high power attorney, I'm going to be paying $1,000 an hour, whatever the hell it is. Real estate's like a rare thing where like, if you're going to be paying as a seller, a five to 6% commission to the realtors, you know, why would you not get the best one? They're going to
1: get the perfect example is that I talked to Francis yesterday on the phone. Mm -hmm. Um, he called me, like I sent him a picture of like a fake account that was like acting like him. Oh God. He immediately calls it's me like, and man. we don't even talk about the account. He's like just asking, him, hey, how are you guys doing? And everything like that. <laughs> and, uh, he was telling me how he just closed a big deal. It was like a $1.5 million like, um, sale, but yeah. it was from an expired listing contract. So another realtor had the listing probably, mm-hmm and they didn't get it done. It so Damn. the contract expired and Francis was like I got it done in one week. That's fire. So like literally that's, that's the like you had you how knows how who knows how long I don't know how long the house was on the market. But like somebody's house was on the market long enough for the contract yeah, to expire. To months, yeah. And then you give it to someone else and they get it done in a week. Damn. So that's like impressive. that's the difference between like when you're hiring a realtor or like someone more like it it matters like like what they're, like who they are and what they are doing. Dude, do you know
0: the level of satisfaction? Uh, those are some of my favorite deals to get. Somebody's been messing around for months to get something closed with a terrible bank that's not not nimble, not creative, just whatever. For whatever reason, can't get it closed in a weekend. I've multiple times closed that deal in two weeks or less. I, I get excited when I get the phone call and we're beginning because I know the opportunity for the impact. I'm like, this is gonna be fucking sick. Like you're gonna you're gonna be blown away mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be stoked at how happy you are about it. I'll t- picture like spending three months of getting tortured. why that's so horrible is not financially, not only are you know, like whatever, let's say the rates expiring or rates are continuing to go up and they were supposed to close three months ago. Like aside from all that, they lose all faith and all trust in the process. They don't they no longer believe they're even gonna close. Mm. Like when you tell them like if I say to them, you know, how's next uh how's two Fridays? You know, today's a Thursday, how's two Fridays away sound for closing? Yeah, like two weeks out. They just won't even believe it. And I and I would do the same thing. I'd be like, I you know because, like, respectfully you, you, you I can't went, believe that. You went so I can't hard. allow myself to believe that and be disappointed.
1: You went so hard the other way. So hard the other that, way that like they also think you're an asshole. Dude, it's like, they it's, absolutely, do you have to balance pe- that at
0: all? No, people will tell me, I don't think you can. And I'll say, I've done that multiple times. Like you can, I can give you a review right here of people that have spoken about this, this okay. happened, but I also tell them, right. If they give that doubt, listen, you referred to me by your attorney. I know the realtor on the one side of the deal. Um, I would like to know the realtor on the other side of the deal. There are multiple people at work here and I care about my reputation. Like your attorney brought me in here Two or three months later there's just as much riding on this for the attorney as there is for me you don't know me but like your attorney cares about how this goes too and i i tell him i work strictly off referral my reputation's everything so if i tell you we're going to close in two weeks and i can't and i'm full of shit like it's going to look horrible for that attorney that attorney is going to be hesitant to use me moving forward you might lo- like leave me a bad review after i have a lot of it at stake here mm-hmm. besides just winning your deal You know, if I tell you it, I have to close that.
1: Yeah, it's like kind of like, ah, yeah, like if I do the deal, I get paid from this. But like I also get paid forever from this. But if I don't get this done, I lose all that.
0: Yeah, it hurts my reputation.
1: It's a great it's a great way to like. I think that's a great it would be cool to do business like that in every aspect of business. Sure. What if Gilmore made shirts? And, like, his shirts, like, weren't up to par. I I think that's how a lot of businesses work, though. Yeah.
0: Because everything has a review online now.
1: But Gilmore shirts are most definitely up to par.
0: Fire. Fire shirts. If uh, we ever get one to try on. Seriously, he's teasing us for months I'm going to reserve my compliments until I'm able to put my hands on the goods.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have, like... Two shirts and a sweater. That's all I have. Dude,
0: all I know is we saw some, Bullshit, we, some pretty dude getting tattooed
1: with one of the shirts on.
0: That's a different yeah, shirt. That's yeah. a different boy, yeah. Jerry, that's a different shirt. Oh, it's, his oh, bl- so it's more than one. We've established there's more than one.
1: Dude, <laughs> that's we, something so lit we've the record show. you're a liar. Let the record show there are multiple shirts on the market yeah. right now. No, after
0: you said there's one.
1: Right. So now that you're a liar, anything and comes two hom- next, two, I can't. two homies are sitting in here right now shirtless. Look at this tight shirt I have on. Gilmar, this I, isn't fashionable fuck, right now. This threw, isn't the style right now. I threw now. all
0: of my hoodies out. I've been freezing cold. <laughs> Gilmar, it's hoodie season. I had Tyler, to buy another hoodie Tyler came without in a hoodie. With no shirt
1: on underneath his hoodie because he hoped to get a shirt to wear home. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not going to wear a shirt because then I'll have two shirts Dude. and I'll have to hold one of them, so I'll just go shirtless. Gilmar hooked me up so with a shirt. It's
0: so cold under this hoodie. I, my nips are rocked up, bro. Bro, it's Because they don't have a He's shirt.
1: chafing. He's going to cut a hole in his fancy sweatshirt.
3: Yeah. Bro, I'll get you- get you a shirt. Fine. Oh, Jesus
1: Christ.
0: Like that hat, too, that auto access.
1: Yeah, give him his hat. <laughs> yeah, I like, it. this is <laughs> my
0: hat. Give me his hat. This give me lunch hat, money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like how I did that? Give him his give hat. Give his I That's my hat. What you mean? I already own it and you don't
1: even know. Yeah, dude. He spoke it into existence. It's his now. Yeah, what if Gilbert just, just took me. his hat off and gave it to you? God damn that it! That wouldn't be
0: funny. I'll trade you my right croc for that. I don't want that shit. <laughs> I hope your
1: I hope your crocs are like not on camera because they're gonna hurt they're you. They're on camera. I, <laughs> made, I made sure they
0: were on camera before we started. That's why yeah. the legs he, up.
1: You came in here. You he came here looking like an Antifa prep cook. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Yo.
0: Oh
3: shit. I've been yeah.
1: I've been re- relatively low key with the insults this episode, but I had to lit one. Oh, that's
0: a yeah, good one. bro. Where were they earlier?
1: That no, was, was a good one. 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 Yeah, dude, you just fucking swish cheese shoes, get a little bit of water come in. There's nothing good about those shoes. They literally just let all the air in. Just, somebody told me a story Once yesterday. You go
0: for them, you can't go back. It's a problem. Was
1: I with you yesterday? Did you hear the story about the crocs shrinking? Was that uh, a
0: jujitsu story? Or was yeah, that yeah. somebody a, mentioned it. Somebody was
1: talking about how they left their crocs in the car and they shrunk from like that size <laughs> down to like a baby shoe. Oh, oh that's yeah. Did you know that can happen? Yeah,
3: yeah that's what happens when they, because they're fucking made of, uh, what is it, like some kind of fucking rubber yeah, yeah, or some yeah. shit?
0: If they bake in the sun, I bet that happens. Yeah, they're going to shrink. Put them in yeah. the oven. Mm-hmm. Don't
1: do that. Are they actually today? do that. Huh? How come you don't have any of those, like, cartoon characters in your holes or your shoes? The jibs. Um, it's just what are they called? Little... Jibs. I, was, I thought you said I something else, di- too. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the, I said? Uh, did something uh, dangerous. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: don't, we don't like that. Uh, don't, yeah. uh, <laughs> so uh, jibs,
1: no. like, like a, the sail of a boat, like a like a, a jib. Like I got a, no a I got no jibbies.
0: pretty
3: sure. It's, it thing it's called a jib. Like if jibs. my
0: kids got me some, I'd rock them, but I'm not going to get out of my way. I'll for... talk to my guy, Grayson, about this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Heels? That, yeah, look at that croc 625, heel. dude. Get the get Bluts
1: take you yourself the behind heel. the woodshed.
3: Are they not jibs? I thought they were called jibs. Charms? Charms, fine. It says Maybe like they're jibs. staple
1: jibs. Maybe jibs is Spanish. <laughs> look at this dude has crock bo- croc balls. Where? On the right. Oh,
0: amazing, dude. Yeah, look at those bad boys. That's
1: crazy. You can put so testicles on the back of your shoes to represent Jeez. how stacked you are. You get That's the black gross. Ones. That's so gross. Bro. That's
0: pathetic. Amazing! Oh my god, could you imagine
1: in like the grocery store, like walking around, like seeing like a middle-aged man with Crocs with like a set of fake. You you could only
0: wear those once. They have the full color spectrum. You get whatever color you want. But I would like to wear them once, no more than that. I would just
3: say they're cherries.
0: They got wrinkles, bro. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> no, there's a stem highly, right there. Highly detailed. They're That's the cherries. stem, bro. Cherry oh, my stem, right? God. Hey, you know what? Your there's ball bag's got a stem, somebody, too, bro.
1: You know what happened here? Somebody got a laser printer for Christmas, and they're like, <laughs> they're like how can I branch out into printing God. laser things and selling them on eBay? I'll make nuts for Crocs.
3: Bro, 7 bucks each, 45 sold. Oh He's made some money. Oh, my God. It's not... That much it's money. not that much money but he's made some money
1: but he's probably it's passive income he's probably he's probably got a day job he probably drives trucks he's a drop he's shiver. probably drives school buses
3: bro is this an untapped market right now nah this, this,
1: I, I do don't. want a 3d printer could we make whatever
0: i did have a client once that was making uh buttons and uh merch during the election for both sides of the election i mean how many people did that That's oh just so smart that's crazy. Selling both sides.
1: We'll talk about this after the podcast. We'll buy a we'll buy a three D printer on, on Daddy's credit card and <laughs> just we'll just play both sides. Three D printer. You know we'll do, we'll we even go third time. We'll do independent.
3: Bro, make keychains.
1: Bro, just Fetterman faces like yeah, anyway. Doctor Oz or some shit. Speaking of politics, the rates or mm. is mortgages slowing down because of the rates or are people still oh, buying? Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, is this so? Is your jujitsu time? Just subsequently, yeah. Just like,
0: well, dude, I was—I knew this was coming. First off, I've gone through the cycle a few times, so I knew this is gonna be a rough year. I didn't realize rates would go up that high that quickly.
1: They're going up another quarter. I heard. Well, we don't know. Yeah,
0: that—that that thing doesn't always correlate with the way mortgage rates move. Obviously, an indicator they're gonna go up, but um, uh, I knew the volume would be down so much that I was determined to make it work on myself and and maintain a positive mindset through other shit and uh and honestly I've been feeling so stoked lately with the jiu-jitsu and how things are going that like I wanted to make this one of my like best years, you know, personally, where even it was a disastrous year for business or something that I could look back and be like super stoked on how it went. That's how I feel right now. So I just need to stay on the path. Yeah. Uh like so um uh I think uh I think originations in general are down like 60%. Uh probably fucking more now compared to last year. Okay. As far as just loan volume, and, but that, and like, we're definitely have we
1: come that sixty percent decline. Has that brought us down to more of like a steady state level, where like that's where we kind of should be at, or I, no, because no, there no. was such a surplus exactly. of people transacting? Well,
0: I so the way I, this is just me talking, just my opinion on it. Like I feel like this shit moves in a pendulum, where the pendulum was so far one way with rates in the twos and held there for so long. It was there for forever. Just picture it, right? They let it go. It goes so far the other way. I think it'll settle somewhere in the middle. But, like, the reason they've gone up so violently high is because of how low they were and how long it was kept that way. All tied into how rampant inflation became, how much money they printed. You could read all that shit. You could Google all about that. But um, where you see the most pain from that... uh, uh, Here's just a fucking classic example. I had a client bought his house June 2021... Wanted to refi because he knows his house his house is worth more now. That's one benefit if you got houses in the last few years, like values were just shooting up, right? He wanted to refi, take cash out. He closed on his house, the rate was three and a quarter when he closed on his house. Right now, that'd be a sick rate, right? His loan amount was like 360, I want to say, maybe 340 or something. I told him if you took a rate now at 7.25. His payment was exactly a thousand dollars more a month. Damn. Just oh, wait, so what was the original and the original loan amount was like three sixty, right? But so it was a thousand dollars more. A thousand more on a loan that size. And if
1: you're buying a three hundred sixty thousand dollar house, like that thousand dollars is significant.
0: Bro, absolutely. And like and and the the effect is more dramatic on a loan towards a million dollars. Now that thousand is just like whatever three times that. The the impact it's had on. What's really happening is it impacts people's purchasing power, right? When rates go up like that, that same house you liked a year ago is now fucking five hundred to a thousand dollars more a month. The issue is, like, the ways you can combat that are not easy. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to put down more cash to try to lower our payment. Well, like,
1: or people are going to rent.
0: Every ten thousand dollars additional you put down changes your payment by like fifty five dollars a month. Like, that's it. You know, your payments a thousand dollars higher now. You want to put down another ten and only saves you fifty five a month. Like Because it's over a 30-year term, throwing money at the loan does not have the impact you think it would because it's spread out over such a long period. So where I see the most pain is people that are first-time buyers trying to get into a market. They try to adjust their purchase price to accommodate for the higher rates, creating higher payments. You can't simply just find a cheaper house certain markets, go to any market. What's like the lowest price house you're going to find. Let's say it's in the 300s. You're not going to just drop to 200. You're not going to go in Hopewell, New Jersey. And you know, you were looking at something around 400 and now you're trying to find something for 250. It's just not there. Mm-hmm. So like people just fall out of the market. That's where you have the renting situation, but that's where it feels the worst when you're talking to those people. And it's like, dude, uh, you know, fuck. Um,
1: so we, we actively chose to rent. Yeah. Because like, I was like, we'll, yeah. we'll dump, our house, we'll sell the house. Yeah. R- hit that. you top. caught that side of it. Yeah. We caught the upside of That's that. That's the dude. side of it. Set yep. a record for that neighborhood.
2: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Uh, yeah, I believe. I'm that. not even kidding due to the Facebook grape group from my old neighborhood like our realtor like posted that he d- got the deal done like for how much and he's like hit me up if you want to do something yeah, he was and bragging first that first, first comment was that's ridiculous yeah. <laughs> i was that's, like sucker sucker that's crazy so then like yeah. when i started looking at houses and we were talking to tyler i was like i couldn't bring myself to buy something i rode the top of the market with the sale yeah but if I bought something at the top of the market, now I'm trapped into that house. Mm-hmm. And if you're planning on moving again in the next 5 years, you're f- stupid for buying it essentially. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um cuz like, it you would call, yeah, so like I would potentially buy a house at the top. Yeah. The market corrects, my house is then worth a more reasonable price sure. than what I paid for it. Now I'm like out money. Which would be more money than if I rented the place I'm renting now for a year.
3: Right. Damn.
1: So it's like the place I'm renting for a year now is like it's between thirty six and forty thousand dollars for the whole year. Mm -hmm. So like if you if I bought a house for seven hundred thousand and the market corrected and that house is now worth five hundred thousand, I just lost two hundred grand. Yeah. So right now I'm only losing forty thousand dollars in rent, whereas like before I would have lost I'm fairly confident that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, it's it's what happened. Like, I mean, well, it, I would be stu- I would feel foolish for like I went to school for economics. Mm-hmm. I'd be lying to myself if I didn't know what's going to happen, and I would be. I'd feel like an idiot later on if I ignored what's going to happen purely to get what I want right now. Yeah. Right. Totally makes sense. And that's kind of was like, oh man, I really want to do this. But I'm like, but I know what's going to happen. Let's let's wait for you know, know, when this works itself out.
0: Yeah, you're starting to see a flip where houses are sitting for longer. If Mm. you get Zillow updates, for example, on houses, like I still get updates for like New Hope where I was looking. Mm. I still get the like you'll see the price reduction alerts. Like, oh yeah, you start to pick up on these cues. Um. I think it's not, it has not even fully tilted into the switch from a seller's market to a buyer's market, meaning buyers are having more and more leverage because there's less buyers out there.
1: When do you think it'll happen?
0: I think, uh, I'm not going to put a number on, I'd be a fool to say like how many months, but I think, I, I will say, I think there's more room for that. Like I think that's only going to worsen. Like Buyers are only going to get more power. It's only going to become harder for the seller to sell. At least right now, that's the progression we're in because rates still are going up, so... People are, you know, again, their purchasing power is throttled, so they cannot afford to get in the bidding war like they were before. Uh, what I tell people is to try to focus on getting a good deal now. You know, rates are going to suck no matter what we do. If I give you an, an arm, which just is, you know, uh, it's a... Adjustable rate yeah, mortgage. I to, wanted to get into that. i to put it simply, but, like, you'll have a fixed, the rate will be fixed for a certain number of years, much lower than... If you were just to get a straight thirty-year loan to try to save some money until you you know you're plotting on a refi, um, but no matter what we do, I'm saying like go from seven percent to six percent, it still sucks compared to where rates just were. Like rates are just going to suck. Focus more on trying to get the house at a good deal. Try to get like your closing costs covered. Things are going to help you right now. If you get ten grand at closing, that helps you right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can refi whenever. There's no prepayment penalty on pretty much any loan you're going to get. So if the market drops out in six months, you can refi. But if you pay through the nose now, that cash you put in, not so easy to get out. The closing cost you pay, that's spent. And regardless of market conditions, real estate always is cyclical in the the way that uh, in the fall and the winter, things always slow down in the market. But I always say there's great opportunities in the fall and the winter because people selling this time of year – generally only doing so if they have to because otherwise you'd wait to the spring because you know oh the spring's a big big time for real estate everyone listen the spring and so if you're a buyer you know you can find a seller that's motivated they might be more likely to take your offer for example they moved out of state or they got to move for work like they need to sell they wouldn't be selling their house around christmas if they fucking didn't have to mm-hmm. so i bought two houses that way i bought my first one right around thanksgiving um and i got the leverage i was looking for a completely different market time but clients i'm talking to you know, now and today, that's what I'm saying. I was like, dude, we're, we're heading into the winter. Like, you don't need to move right now. You're renting, you're living at home or whatever, but you're keeping your feelers out there. Like, I'm like, dude, you're just going to get more and more leverage as time goes on right now. Like, you see houses pop up in December and January, man. Like, you're the only buyer on the street. Rates get even worse. You're even more powerful as the buyer because there's even less competition out there. So I don't – I think it's a good time to buy from that perspective, um, but I think it could get even better and I'm wondering how investors are going to take advantage of that when houses are going to come at such a discount because you have that drop in price on one side, you have the exchange of the rate on the other where you have the higher rate. So I would assume people that could buy in cash great fucking time. Who cares about the 8% rate when yeah. you got the cash? Obviously, that's a rarity. But even people that maybe can get like a – this is institutional investors, but like people using like interest only or whatever products like that where they're just going to carry the payment. They don't give a shit about the rate because they're just paying interest for a few months of their plotting on the refi. There's more risk to that kind of model. But I think you're going to see people like that snap stuff up. But uh, that's buyer, what I kind of yeah.
1: like. I was like going to get ready to talk to you about like how to get f- like how personally to get flexible with like the money that I, I got from selling. Yeah, I was like, I was like, if I stay renting, would it be wise to buy a rental property instead of buying like a personal home, just to like not uh, have that.
0: The problem is with people that I see just buying like a standalone rental. The rates are such shit that they're eating into your monthly cash flow that would potentially be there from that. Even if you raise rental rates. Well, that's the thing. I'm kind of, I don't monitor that market that well, but I'm wondering if how that'll play out as far as rents going up um, and people being more attracted to investment opportunities. Because if you can catch that wave where maybe you get slightly higher rent on something, you get the property now, but you can refi in the future, and now you create the gap when you refi. That's a great one, but the, I guess the anxious part of that is, like, how long are you going to take to refi? Like, I had somebody looking at an investment property. They're kind of going to just want to break even on it every month. Like, they're not cash flowing on it. But it's like, if you can get at least a good price on it, you know, maybe just sit on it and try to refi later. So like, ride just, the break even
2: for a year yeah, and then refi yeah, so that, yeah, like, you're, you're just it.
0: coasting. Like, you know, I have a property that does that right now. Um, it was meant to be temporary while I was working on my move to New Hope. Like, my whole goal the whole time was I just want to break even on it. It's a little different because I bought it as a primary because I lived there for a year. Mm -hmm. So I only put down 5%. It was a $500,000 house. But in my head, I was like, if I can pick up a $500,000 asset for 25 grand and then I just break even on it every month, over 20 years, I'm going to own more and more of that 500 grand asset. If I could sell this thing in 20 years and fucking cash out 200K and I only put in 25 in the beginning, that was my thinking. I wasn't trying to make money on it. I was like, even if I had to pay. So well, even if I have to pay a hundred dollars, I'll pay a hundred dollars a month to own a five hundred thousand dollars house. That was my thinking there. So maybe people can adopt more of that mindset. Just pick it up, try to coast it. Uh, but if you're like a normal home buyer, right? But now, you
1: have to have you have to have income in order to do that. Because I was well, it, I was for ex- my
0: example, I have the tenant covering it. Yeah, is that what you mean? Like yeah. you operating it? In- yeah, for sure. That was the scary yeah. Or thing
1: you, you also know. have the have to have the income or money saved up in case like the tenant for sure fails for sure to pay not or, enough people think about that dude or yeah. like cuz that's what I started examining when I was like getting ready to re- if I was going to rent our last place I was thinking about I'm like all right like I could totally cover like our like I like me having to pay this mortgage also wouldn't really be a factor right but like that would s- annoy the shit out of me yeah. if like I rented this place out and it just like cost me money
0: people I've had Real story, no names. I've, I had a client. Kevin, (laughs) 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 Fucking Bridget. Fucking, uh, I had somebody look at a house. They, they made, uh, whatever it was, let's just say it was 40 grand a year. They were looking at a multi-unit house that they were going to live in one unit. They're going to rent out three units, whatever it was. Right. Mm. It was a heavy cash flowing property, but it was really old. Um, even just looking at the pictures, you're like, dude, this is like a, there's four fucking units here. Asbestos tiles. There's just a lot of shit that could be wrong here. They, like, they can make it work on paper. Um, I actually fired myself from the deal. I told them, I, I swear to God, I've, I've this is one of less than five times I've done this in my career. I told them I, I, I'm I, not going to do something. I'm not going to allow, I'm not going to be a part of you doing something I think is a financial detriment to you. Like, I don't. I'm not looking to make money on this, obviously, but, like, I really don't think you should do it. I think the reels are pushing you to do it. It's not giving you sound advice. Uh, because the
1: realtor's incentivized to course, get the bro. deal done, of course, because they make money off you of doing course. the and, deal. And,
0: and listen, man, um, when you asked about burn bridges, that was one of them. Uh, that was the end of that, that relationship with the realtor, because, uh, I, I mean, I even had that conversation it was like, how, you know, how are we doing this? this person's never owned a house before? The reason I brought this example up is like they were making f- around 40 grand a year. The payment on this place was like, you know, 3,600, four grand a month damn and uh it cash flowed great it worked on paper but i'm like dude if you can't cover rent for one month let alone the roof goes on the four unit property or like uh the heating unit or something, like what is the plan dude
2: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there
0: wasn't one like they were so caught up in the, the the idea and the dream of this awesome cash flowing property i'm making 2 grand a month sounds great but like it, it's thinking that's that way is not going to get you in trouble it's it's overlooking the other shit that's going to mm-hmm. get you in trouble man and like Your whole ship's going to sink if you can't afford that 10 grand to 30 grand repair. You're losing this place. I I had asked and they didn't get an answer. What's the plan? What's the plan if there's another fucking COVID and people decide they're not going to pay your rent because they think they're going to get government protection or something and you're not getting that protection? What's the plan? There was no answer. It's like. I'm not trying to be a buzzkill, man. I, I, I don't want to see you do something. I don't want to. I don't want to go to bed knowing I, I helped you get into that position in a year. You're fucking kicking yourself.
1: Yeah, you didn't hang them, but you built the rope.
2: Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, That's stuff. I've always like, I, rental tough. Being a, a you know, a landlord mogul is <laughs> like something I strive for. Yeah, you know, but it's such a, <laughs> it's such weird. a long game. Yeah. I think a lot of people I talk to think like, Oh, flipping houses is another one. Like I've, I've been a part of a few flips. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily for me, all the times that like my money was involved, um, we were successful. It out. Yeah. Um, but I've seen so many, anytime those opportunities now, like, like I, I, I cringe a little bit. I'm like, what? Dude, all it takes because, like, one bad one. It doesn't like, and you, <laughs> you talk to people that like, um, You know, they're not in construction or they're like, oh, yeah, dude, I'm thinking about getting into flipping houses because, like, that's where the money's at. I'm always like,
0: "Eh, yeah, I have no idea. No idea.
1: Or they'll see us, like, we don't do it too much anymore. We don't have any open ones now. But, like, say they see us do something like that. What they don't realize is, like, we've got, you know. I don't even know how many decades of experience between everybody that works here. Of course we have the company, the infrastructure, all the people in place, the subs in place, the relationships with the subs to get it done. We have experience with like the budgets and everything. Like, whereas like you'll see people that'll be like, yeah, I'm thinking about quitting my job and flipping this house and making, you know, and I'm like, Oh my God. Like I I respect those people tremendously for taking a risk and living out their like goals or passions But I'm always like, dude, you don't see... So, like, when I see, like, going back to our original point, like, when I see someone like you being successful, I'm like, should I do mortgages? Uh, Or should I get into this? Mm -hmm. It's like those questions need to... Like, there needs to be, like, what's he doing? Or what's he know? Or what's what's his experience that's led him to this? And how... Like, the question should be, how do I get all that experience in a short amount of time?
0: Yeah, I mean... To answer that directly, too, uh, and I take it kind of literally, like... People- he tries to offer us jobs right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny you say that. I have a offer letter in my back. Pocket. I need some underwriters. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's got it taped to his chest with <laughs> his shirt on. He
1: just lifts it up and says, an
0: offer letter. <laughs> Will you sign with me? I just, like, sign his chest like I'm going to prom with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pictures. <laughs> I... I uh, I live this experience where I attribute, like, all of my success to having an amazing mentor. Uh, My mentor was the number one guy in the company when I joined. I heard him say that. I had heard people tell me that. Um, Just for, like, a little background, my mom's a realtor, so she told me of a lender that was looking for a summer intern. I met him on a Saturday. I was working a really terrible job at the time, and um, I spoke with him for, like, three hours on a Saturday. And uh, I was just trying to soak. I didn't fucking know what a mortgage was at the very basic fundamental level of like it's the equivalent of getting an auto loan for a car. Like I didn't even I didn't even think about it that simply. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is a mortgage? Like a hundred thousand dollar loan? Shit's big as hell. You know. Yeah, was Tyler, like, what? What Tyler the was like
1: looking at mortgages the way my dad looks at Bitcoin. Yeah, I,
0: probably. Worse, He's like, dude. it sounds
1: legit. I just I don't understand it. I'm not doing yeah. it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had heard I had heard him say what people made there. Um, you know, at the time he was like people in this office make between 50 grand and 500 grand and I was like, "Yep, 500 grand. How do we get there? I'm I'm down. Let's figure out the way." So I was totally pulled in by the money, but uh again, what I said earlier like that's not what what kept me on it. Um but his mentorship was like we said earlier was all about value, mm. driving value to our partners, not trying to juice people. Um so I learned from that when I meet people either trying to get into this industry or another one. I, that's 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 how I lived it. Like if I hear someone that wants to be a realtor, for example, it's like who can you link up with and learn from? Like I learned so much in that time, dude. I soaked up so much in that first year. It's what – I like our relationship because I will always say like that is what allowed me to be successful. That is what everything goes back to. And he'll say it's because I work so hard and I put in all the work. And truly that's how it should be. It was the pairing of those two things. Like I had his – tutelage, so to speak. Like, I had his fucking knowledge to learn, and I, I earned that through how I showed up. Uh, I mirrored his hours. I would go in when he went in. I wouldn't leave until he left every single day. Um, true story. Like, I told my friends that was we had a thing where we'd hang out every Friday. I told them, like, I'm going to start missing these because if he's not gone Friday by 6, I'm not gone either. Like, we've gone, we'd gone to company parties, me and this guy, and, like, he wants to go back to the office after to do something. I'm like, I'm right there with you. I'm coming with you then. I'm not going home after. Like, I just... The only way I knew how to show that I was worthy of the opportunity was through my time and and my investment because I can control. I can control the time I'm giving you. I don't know everything yet, but, like, I will be here. And even if that means I'm sitting there doing nothing at times, you you know my intent because I'm fucking right here. I'm not doing any work right now, but I'm not doing anything else but being here for you. I did that for a full year, and I learned so much in that year. I earned the opportunities he gave me through that loyalty, which is still here today. Never left his side. Never will which is, goes beyond money because he completely transformed my life. Like, everything I can attribute back to him giving me that fucking opportunity kills me that people are not loyal the same way, whatever I, re- I respect, you know, people's different outlooks on that. Um, but some of the people we were competing with at the time were people that he taught that left. And I was like, I'm never going to do that to you. I'm going to be the guy that fucking stays here, and we're going to fucking crush it, you know. So mm. so I live by that. But um that it's insane to me. There's some – I've seen, like, Reddit and whatnot, people say, like – you know, if the company's not paying you for more than eight hours a day, don't 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 work a single minute more. And again, Bullshit. again, I'll respect that if you just want to have that live if in that's that how box. You, if that's, yeah. you want to yeah, be in it, but dude, you want to grow outside it. You need to fucking work outside that. So mm-hmm. I just, I did everything I could to try to, to try to be worthy of that opportunity. And uh, he handed me the key, so to speak, like gave me all the knowledge, gave me relationships, gave me the know-how that he did not have to give me. And I w- it was up to me to then run with it, um, and thankfully it worked out. Because I think about that sometimes. I would bet people think that I was handed, like, a book of business and just ran with it. I was. Your parents are definitely rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> trust fund, baby. Uh,
1: he doesn't even sign mortgages. He just, like, gives people money. Yeah, I give them my money. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro. Pay, pay me back in five years. Right. Uh, it's, it's the bank of Tyler. 30-year yeah, notes. Say,
0: uh, I, uh... What was I saying about that? Uh, Sorry, I totally messed. No, no, you. no, no, no. You don't no, think you're, you're handed? A book oh yeah, again? yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. Where like people, I've seen this. People want to hand the business off to somebody else that's not them. You know, the relationship was created with someone because of their connection to you. It's not always easy to give the handoff. So, in in our relationship, he had created opportunities for me to pe- to meet people that were either you know a junior of someone else he works with but it's on me to form that relationship and earn that trust cuz if they come in and i suck they're just never going to use me you know so in the beginning he gave me enough business opportunity here here's how it worked first year of sales i think 2016 i did like 17 million in loan volume and 3 million of that was my own generated business the other 14 was was his right the very next year i did 18 and it completely flipped where $3 million was him and the rest was me. So right there, that two years gave me the confidence to know because I was super scared that I wouldn't be able to grow or do this shit. Like, you know, we're not even going to talk about the ups and downs mentally of, like, the confidence, you know, not being there and all mm. that shit. But uh, that was the first indicator. When I looked at this number, I was like, shit, dude, I just did a complete flip. Like, I can do this on my own. You know, a lot of the foundation he gave me was in the beginning. I have some of those relationships now. But what it gave me was the experience to be hands-on writing these loans. You're only going to fucking learn it like anything else by going through it. So he gave me all these opportunities, shit loans, great loans. Just give me volume to let me learn hands-on, let me run point. I'll never forget, like, the first sales call. Had to, like, amp myself up for 30 minutes before I could even fucking call the person to, like, take down their information. I was so nervous, like, who am I, 23-year-old? Doesn't own a house, asking you how much money you make, how much cash you got. Let me pull your credit. I was like, "How the fuck am I gonna make that call?" So you know, <laughs> in the beginning, like taking that morph over time. That's funny. Yeah, dude.
1: I, yeah, I like to say they're that like, shit. They're bro. like, "Oh, what what kind of mortgage do you have?" And he goes, "Uh, nah.
0: mom and dad." Yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't have. That <laughs> yeah, I see my mom gets Bank of America. Me and my me and my month. roommates. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like to mention that shit because I don't. Th- I didn't. I didn't. Ha- I wasn't a natural. I don't think I was a natural at it. I was. If anything, way more nervous to make the call than your average person. I just overcame it through that work. But uh, yeah, he gave me that that foundation that I could build off of, and it, it gave me the experience, but also the uh, the credence to like if I meet a realtor, I can refer back to. I did eighteen million in volume. Like I did, I did something. You know, so he gave me that that foundation. It's so, like I never wrote alone. I did. We just did a hundred in two years, hundred units. You know, whatever it was. So uh, amazing mentor. I I. Don't know what it takes to give somebody relationships and referrals, real money-making opportunities, and you don't know if they're going to stick with you. I think that that's so insane, and that thought, again, is what drives me to be loyal to this guy. I'm like, I I have financial, you know, advisors. There's offices I work with that, you know, the first introduction was made by him, and he could have kept that for himself, and I grew it into something great. I know all the guys there, whatever, but he could have made that first call he could have kept that one person i i think it's insane dude that takes some that takes some balls to give those are you mentoring anyone so no uh not in sales um i do have my operations team i wrestle with whether or not i have what it takes to be i think i have to accept that if i were to do that it would have to be a different way i would try to mirror as much as possible how my mentor did it but he has characteristics i have to accept i don't have I, that's something I think about. I don't even know if I have it right, but I I even think about. Anytime I had a question, I could go in this guy's office, no matter what was happening, could be, alone could be fucking imploding, he would take the time to talk to me and stop what he was doing and and answer my question. He would never be like, no no no, no I'm too busy, like come back later, which is fucking what I want to do to people. Like I don't I. It's the most impressive thing to me, the guys, how calm he was under pressure, immediate. Compartmentalize that. Boom. Segment to me. He's here with me now. It doesn't matter what's happening here. Let me give you the ten minutes. Yeah. I am in fucking capable of doing that. So I wrestle with this shit of if I even want to try to mentor someone or if I could even do a good job. You know, I I, I think about that shit because
1: you could mentor me on
0: style. <laughs> <sighs> He's got fashion. He Target thirty nine ninety nine. Look at that shit. Right However there. much fucking crocs. Are. I think they're more expensive than that. But uh.
3: <laughs> no, I think 40 yeah, dude.
0: It's fair. uh. I will tell you. I encourage people to uh. I won a sales award that first year of sales and that's what I said. And I thanked him and I, I encouraged the other managers in the room because I was just the, the fucking little young buck. I had told people in the room, you know, if you're in a position to mentor someone, uh, please do so because you'll know, never know how, like, you'll change their life. Like, you, like this guy changed mine. You know, I, that was what my, my whole speech was about. Um. Don't cry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Kev. Uh, so um, if I were entering any business, that's what I'm looking for is somebody like that, somebody worth your time. Somebody who's not just going to run you to the ground without giving you opportunities. Um, but I know, I don't know how I would have gotten into this any other way than by shadowing someone who was amazing. And to this day, um, so I'm the number one sales guy in the office, right? I'm doing probably twice what he did that year that he brought me in. Mm. Let those fucking shots ring. Thank you. And he's like the uh, Arab wedding, <laughs> <laughs> shooting guns into the air. No real goal thing that makes me happy about it is not to say the numbers and all that for me it's that's the return on his investment. I am happy to make that fucker money i'm like you did you gave me money when I bought my first house. he gave me a 10 grand bonus he didn't have to give me that I didn't ask for it. He knew what was going on. He helped me along. Never forget shit like that. there's lessons there right there, right? You fucking treat people right i'll never forget that shit and to this day, again, for me, I wouldn't leave the situation over money somebody couldn't pay me a sign on bonus to first off how much fucking money you need you know mm-hmm. without talking about how much money i make like how much fucking money do you need to begin with i'm i'm fucking cool but it's like i i want to make this fucker money dude mm-hmm. i'm like this is what you this is what you spent your time with this is why you gave me those relationships years ago dude is for what we're doing right now bro i'm so happy to fucking make you this money dog and to answer bring this bitch full circle <laughs> your question earlier about if i always work that hard you know the goal here is for him to maybe phase out at some point I hope he never does because I still call him to this day. Um, but ideally, in this business, you want somebody that can work under and do what I'm doing, making you money while you don't have to put as much time in. He can he can hand his deals off and shit, and he makes money on them still, right, because he's mm. the branch manager, so he's getting paid on just the branch revenue. He's in a position where he can give things to people in the office or um, make money on the guys that work there. So long-term, maybe that's what I would want to be into. Um is have people that we bring up. Either through me, or I'm, I'm big on a guy a guy like Tom that works with me, Tom Jinks. shout-outs to each. Hey, uh, shout out. Used to be a math teacher and used to be a bartender. So I was like, you're going to fucking kill that mortgages, dog. <laughs> fucking people person you know the numbers? He's an amazing teacher. So um, one of my favorite things to do when we're bringing people in is to fucking have them learn from him, have them learn from Kevin. I'm big on just delegating to the people that know like they're great at certain teaching aspects that I'm not. I'm like just fucking shadow Tom on those numbers, shadow fucking Kevin on the scenario. Mm. You know, I, I'm, I'm not so prideful that I think I need to do everything or I have it all. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one way I would do it. Bringing people up is having the right people with me to learn, to help teach people different aspects of the business. I have good, uh, <laughs> do you see this? right I love it, dude. <laughs> do you see? I, I, I love it so much. What is he doing? What's going on? I l- he's just, he's just Godzilla. Dude. I just love the face. He always has. Such a golden boy. But, uh,
1: yeah, bro. no, that's like really we'll, profound. We'll see where it goes. That's really like, we'll see where it goes, I didn't have that maturity when I was younger to like seek out people that knew I was very much
0: on my own. Here's one thing you'll relate to that. Uh, i last thing I want to mention about that. The only reason I was so motivated to put in so much time is because I had just worked the worst job ever. What was your job? Um, it was so mind numbing that uh, I won't spend a ton of time because it's, it's it was pointless. I worked for a company that provided the search records for title companies when they're searching for like if you're buying a house and they have to run the results to see if you own any properties, you have any lawsuits. I was the guy running the search, which would literally required me to type in your name, print the fucking shit, and email it to somebody. I, my daughter could do it. Like,
2: <laughs> and and I,
0: I had just graduated from BU, right? I had my parents. Spent money on me going to that school so I could have the fucking opportunity to not, you know, and uh, fell flat on my face, like did not live up to any expectation of what I was supposed to. So I was so depressed in that job that the moment I saw the opportunity for this shit and you tell me that there's not a direct ceiling on this, we can fucking we can go if if i do it i was i was so you were ready but i talk about this all the time it was only cuz i was so miserable i fucking knew how bad it could get man i just worked that for a year my buddy tom Jinx, had just talked about did not like being a teacher was so amped up to be doing this shit cuz he fucking could not stand that anymore i think that that adversity has to is what helps drive you forward i think I'm sure you could relate to the same thing. I don't know what you are doing before you got into what you're doing now, but like when you go through some shit and you're like, I don't want to be doing that ever again, dude. I don't want to feel that way ever again. Uh, I, I We've hired people who are younger that have not had that moment yet. I think we provided that moment to them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, you probably fucking hated this job, dog. But hopefully the next one, you know what I mean? And I'll tell them that shit too. I'll be like, just so you know, I worked a job I fucking hated, bro. So there's no reason you can't bounce back from this or make it forward, but like... The moment you start to identify how bad shit can get, how how it it feels to work a job that's mind-numbing and fucking Mm. depressing, the moment you get that opportunity to not feel that way, you just latch onto that bitch.
1: I see that in Ariel right now Mm. because she did nursing for so long, and then she was like a nanny. I mean, she killed it as a nanny. Right. But now she's like a health coach, so she's like kind of like appreciates how she's like helping people live a... A, a better life, Yeah. whereas, like, as a nurse, she was just there to, like, take care
0: of sick people. Yeah, and you, like, can, and you can kill it as a nurse, but if it's not speaking to that part of you that's yeah. keeping you there, it's not enough. She's like, oh, man, like, I'm actually, I feel like I'm actually helping people. Right. And I'm like, damn. You, th- that first job I talked about, I spent, within that year, I spent time tr- trying to fucking, I was taking on responsibility just because I was so bored. I was like, dude, I... <laughs> I can do more than this little search thing every day. I was trying to figure out the way to the top in there. And then I was like, I don't want to be a part of this at all. So like, no you top. can, you can excel what, what you want to fucking do in a certain job. But if it's not hitting on the other part, and for me, I, there was no personal fulfillment. The whole culture was so depressing, you know, Anyway, you can kill it at something, but if it's not, uh, you know, you see that shit all the time. I have a buddy who's an amazing CPA. He just got out of the business because he hated it. He was the best fucking CPA I know, but it didn't didn't give him that fucking passion. You yeah. Know, he, the goal. Some is people get to caught like
1: that. some people get caught up in doing something for so long that like they don't realize how much they hate it. That could be me. <laughs>
3: I was going to that's fine. big that part of my realization. That could be me. <laughs> oh, shit.
1: Um, you know what I'm <laughs> he, saying? He turns all red.
3: <laughs> He's oh, I got to go. Oh, I'm, right. I'm
1: definitely oh, red. Fuck. Right. I'm red on the inside. <laughs> I'm caught, dude.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Where it's
1: just kind of like you, you reach that, like, some people never get that opportunity to realize, like, if you realize yeah. how much you hated your last job, that means you really, like, you hopefully like your current one. Yeah. Which is, like, honestly, like, a great thing.
0: I I have a respect for people, too, that work, Uh, that haven't figured out, like, work a job for 30 years, perfectly content with it, you know, Mm -hmm. manage their money. Yeah, it goes back
1: to those personality
0: type things. Exactly. I I have respect for
1: more people, like, do, like, my mom worked, like, the same job for fucking 40 years or some shit at Verizon. How did she like it? I honestly think she she checked in and out, but it was, like, what, it was, like, you, like, so for some people, that's still fine, though,
0: depending on what's yeah, going on Yeah, like, but, like, she made up for it after. That's what I mean, yeah.
1: But, like, she, it was what, you know, put a house, like, a roof over our head. Absolutely. Like, it's, like, for people, like, I don't have kids, so, like, I don't know what that's like to, like, be in a position where it's, like, I hate my fucking job, but I can't quit because, oh. like, I've got the kid. Like, those, bro. like, I feel for those
0: Hundred, A hundred percent. There's something to be said, too, about... Uh, this is why I'm not a huge like everyone needs to be an entrepreneur, everybody needs to fucking no. build your own. yeah there's there's a fucking value to shutting off when you're out of work and you can enjoy your weekend not thinking for one fucking minute about your work i
1: I've never done that I've never right. had a here's a job like
0: that. I feel like I could never go to fucking Japan something like that I couldn't travel. Like that
1: I mean we can't go to Japan We're
0: we're tatted up You could You could You could (laughs) Fucking gable It's true Like
1: if you go to If you go to Japan Not to derail you That's a thing But if you like Say like uh, Like my tattoos Or your tattoos are out There's like certain places That like won't let you in like, gyms or different, like, things, they're like, you, you
0: can't mean, I, come. Wasn't, I wasn't coming anyway, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so you were saying you... You, were, can, you can set up your business, you know, whatever. You could set shit up where you can travel like that, but I'm just... I'm... I am in a way... I I am, again, it's just a blessing and the curse of it. I can't stop thinking about the shit, you know, on weekends, at nights. I'm really good about compartmentalizing shit, but I can't take an extended leave of absence... You know, you you can, some of the OGs do when they set up their team right. You absolutely can. It's just, again, it takes work to set up that system. It takes the right people to set up that system to allow you to fucking go hands off. I see people go hands off. I'm like, damn, you must have a rock star fucking crew. Because if I go hands off, it's not, <laughs> shit ain't getting to the closing table. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, not completely. I got some killers, but uh, no,
1: I know that's, what that's the like. goal,
0: though, is to try to, to try to get just the right people. I'm so much more on uh, quality over quantity, too, of the people that I have. I want just a few people that kill it. I would rather have a select few that I can reward and pay more rather than I need to pay three times that many people. Cause everybody kind of like did half that work. I'm, I'm huge on like, and this is my outlook going forward is just have the right people that I can reward in the journey and like, let's max out, you know? And, and I think other like killers in the shit want to be the same way. They don't want to split their income with another person. They would rather do work for and get all the fruits of that labor. So, you know, I'm looking for people like that. That's, that's the squad I have. Um, shouts out to Devon and Jimmy
3: And shout out the
1: boys Good,
0: dude, He yeah, timed that bro, perfectly I'm getting into this okay. bitch Um, so yeah
1: Dude, I think that's all the questions I got You got any questions?
3: Um, nah, I mean, I know Tyler yeah, we'll
0: run it we'll, we'll run Ooh, it back don't act like we know Tyler we'll <laughs> we'll run it back we yeah. don't we don't have to wait this long but we should do more regular do, podcasts we'll do more regular but i also want to do a fucking i want to do a full like full circle after the j- jiu jits has been apart for like the 18 month like when i was talking about the 18 month during, yeah. i want to i want to make sure that's an episode bro oh, yeah. i think Tyler's me, like a quarterly guest let me do that bro yeah like whenever, come whenever in and you report- want but Much, I want there to be guests. I want there to be that <laughs> anniversary check-in that I can refer back to this fucking shit and think back on it. Uh, that's what I want to do. Yeah, that's fire. That's got to be at least one dude, that we do. It's fucking
1: legit. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about like if we ever moved the podcast to like my house. Yeah. Doing something more of like where we like have food or something like that, where like we can do it more of like a uh, like a thing, like a hang, like a hang, rather For than sure. like so when we have guests or something like me and Gilmore, like, have food ready for everybody and, like, we can, like, kind of just chill. Because, like, there's people on the show that, like, the shows are good, but after you get to know them, you're like, damn, like, what if we started the show now?
0: Yeah, Mm yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so true. Yeah, That's why I I feel... Because, like, people come in, right,
1: sometimes and there's, like, the ice or, like, I feel like we get, like, a drink... Spend half the time breaking ice, yeah. Get a little, you know, some Chipotle in you and maybe a cocktail, see what you say.
0: I was going to say, I I was going to have a little drank but i did want to try to get better at this without being i don't wanna, oh, see i don't want to <laughs> no i don't right want to i, like. I don't want to ever i i want to do it maybe next time i don't want to ever I, I still before this is so uncomfortable on this thing that i didn't want to have to drink to be my crutch where like say it goes well and now i feel like i got to drink every time so i wanted to make sure i didn't yeah but i do want to do that
3: yeah Oh yeah, that no i feel yeah. more comfortable
0: yeah that'd be what sweet.
1: we should do is find someone who like really really knows scotch or whiskey Mm-hmm. and then have them come in here yes please <laughs> do like a tasting that would be that'll be sweet and then all uber home <laughs> that's an expensive
0: uber responsible drinkers dude yeah.
1: when i used to live down in the city and i was like a member at the union league i would go to i would go to like different like functions or stuff there and then they would all like everybody be like we're going to the cigar lounge i'm like all right cool and i would go in there and like the guy like people would just be buying like the bills that you would rack up in there would be insane. Oh, and you never saw it until the end of the month when oh, your damn. statement came in, which would suck. But like <laughs> yeah. I'm moving to Boston, bitch, can look fine me. <laughs> 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 like, dude, there was times where like I would hang out there and I just like would hop in an Uber and go back to my house. And then like after a while, like I started realizing that a lot of those dudes drove home. Oh, dude. I'm like, I'm like, I barely made it up the steps. Oh, course, <laughs> like, boy, they'd be like, I'm oh, good to go. I drove the vet. No, man. Course, like, I'd be like, bro. oh, man, I got to, oh, man. I got to stop oh, doing that. <laughs> yeah, like, but I lived down there, so, like, I could just, like, ru- I, like do the best would be, um, I did this, like, me and Ariel's first date. We got pretty lit up, mm-hmm. and, like, I walked her back to her house, and then, like, I, I lived nowhere near where she did. So I rented one of those those blue bicycles <laughs> and i oh. rode back to where my house was at yeah hammered oh yeah. just like happy as shit being like i met a girl just like ripping it with my shirt on button i was yeah. sweating because it was hot as shit out oh, just like
0: no, that's a great feeling though well, like, yeah. that first date feel dude. Oh, yeah, so, went well everything, your so aunt. Yeah, fucking bro. funny
1: yeah yeah she was like yeah i'm like oh, what are you into She's like sharks i'm like oh, i got a shark app Nice. Done. Deal. Done. There you go. She Starting was like, "All, all right, let's get married. <laughs> let's get married." Yeah, she locked it in. She was like, "Um, we'll end it on Sugar." Sean got robbed by Peter
0: Young. Oh yeah. I won money on that, and I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tyler won money, and he still thought he shouldn't have won. That's how and honest you, he is. And Gilmore witnessed my fucking face when that was announced. He's on. like, oh, yeah. "I won, but I feel like I shouldn't have." Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Wasn't um, happy about it. I'm. Ha- I like Sugar, so I'm happy. for. I really feel for Jan, and uh, I saw some shit he was saying, like, he's rethinking about his, you know, fighting for the UFC and all that. Damn. Um, only Wouldn't you after that? Uh, I mean, yeah. absolutely. But yeah. he he talks about how he got screwed the last two. But like the Aljamain Sterling one, like you need the dude when he's down. That that was completely on him. Yeah, that That's was funny. no that. Yeah, but that to get great. but to get robbed after this, absolutely, it's got to be so fucking demoralizing. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel for those dudes, man. You just like, shut
1: off the podcast now if you don't want to hear UFC anymore.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you won't bleed him that. Long,
1: but it was but uh, uh
0: good card otherwise. But that was yeah, uh, it was a nice card. That dude. was a shocker. But dude. like
1: bringing it full circle, like you train jujitsu now. Mm-hmm people that don't train jiu-jitsu look at the ground game and the wrestling in the ufc is right. like this is boring standing right. back up let's bang right but you see someone like peter Jan throw sugar sean on his head yep. six times yep. and then lose a fight six weeks like if you came in to the gym and i did that to you six times yep. you would quit jiu-jitsu yep. Like, it's yeah. not like I wouldn't even have to punch you in the face. Like, if I did that, if I swept you that hey, many times. So, like, it's very clear that there's a problem even, in the UFC where they don't look at yeah the judges, don't consider the takedowns or anything mm-hmm. adequately because they've never, I don't think yeah, they've they, ever been they, taken. They can't
0: identify where the threat is. Dude, you know a threatening in a real fight. about to get his ankle. In a real fight, snapped. in a
1: street fight, if I pick you up and throw you on your head, yeah. the fight is over. Yeah. there are no more strikes after that. Like, yeah. and that's where like people are like, "Oh no, they're just wrestling." That's part of the thing. And the dude, the dog's going rogue right now. He's like trying to. He's great. But I just needed to.
0: Otherwise, like... though, as far as robberies go, I mean, you know, it was uh, a pretty good card. It was yeah, it was a great. Dude, card. Thanks. Thank God, thanks more for than hosting that. us. Yeah,
1: that was sweet. Next oh, time yeah, we no do problem. that, I want to bring all the food.
0: That food was fire.
1: She was good. Drinks were fire, though. That dude, you yeah, had cool. oh, yeah, yeah. to bring some fire yeah. drinks. I was cool with that. Dude, Tyler yeah. had an entire barbecue spread, yeah. and then, like, I, I went hard on the barbecue, and Gilmar's looking at me like I'm an idiot. I'm like, dude, what's up, dude? I don't feel so good. And Tyler's like, or Gilmar's like, dude, there's sushi, too. Yeah. <laughs> sushi and Tyler pulls out Tyler. an entire monster tray of sushi, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I want that, but I don't know if I can do it. And Gilmar's like, dude, I, t- I tried to tell you. Uh, you still did it. I don't though. I still I did don't it. Know Dude, Sunday I, I spent into? in pain. Sunday oh. I was in so much pain. Oh,
3: I can feel for you.
1: Yeah. And you oh. know what I was feeling. Oh,
3: yeah, I felt that before. Yeah. Uh, I've been there. Dude,
1: I literally like I couldn't explain it to Ariel. She's like, "What's wrong?" and I'm like, "I don't know. Like my body is just like my stu- like my whole body was just like
0: that's why, nah. bro. You can't eat that shit too often. Oh, That's why, dude. Bro. The
1: barbecue
0: mixed yeah. with the sushi—it's so drinks. good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, I, I, forgot I had about re- that mix, bro. Dude, I, I had a Reese's sushi. cup. I didn't have it. Ah, uh, uh, I had, had a KitKat.
3: Yeah, I had a KitKat.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Lit, dude. It was fucking. We'll, do, legit. we'll keep doing that too. We'll, we'll, that was we'll fun grow, time. That'd be great. We'll grow the people that come too. That was fun time. That be great, dude.
1: Your son was legit. That was great. We had love, Rambo loved him. That was really good. Rambo's like, can we get one of these? And I, was, I was like, no, we may not. I was, <laughs>
0: I was stoked on that. Um, yeah, yeah they'll continue to be good buds.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was like a bond. It was like, yeah, <laughs> it was funny. It's like weird to see Rambo with like, especially young boys. Uh-huh. He like meets young children like Grayson's age, and he's like, it's, we'll be friends. It's <laughs> funny
0: because you don't know exactly what's going through the head of either one of them like a young kid and a young and a dog yeah yeah, you can't you can't ask him that's that's like it's such a special thing yeah it's fucking legit
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Gilmar you what do we got for what I don't know dude where's our shirts at when are our shirts coming in
3: so apparently everything's being shipped in the beginning of November so I think end of November, mid November that's like next week dog yeah
1: I hit him with the dog. Looking forward yeah, to
3: yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it too, man. I'm excited. I'm very excited. i yeah, are gonna be dripped out, bro. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited.
1: I don't know if I'm as excited because you're my boy, and I'm I'm excited for you to like do this, or if like you've just been hyping it up so like such a cock tease <laughs> for weeks now <laughs> that like everybody wants one of these shirts so bad because Gilmore just like posts like just like the sleeve just of enough. the shirt. He's like, it's like let me just see the tip. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, bro. You, that, He's been playing just the shit. tip
1: marketing.
2: He
0: loves teasing this much. Well, that's He's that's the guy.
3: thing. I, I fucking had to learn that, like uh, how to how to tease uh, products and stuff. So it's working. Oh, So he Damn. loves
0: this conversation, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah it's great. Sick dude, I'm going like, to have him, yeah. when I start an OnlyFans page, I'm going to have him do run Oh, bro, teams. i
3: help you with your teasing, yeah. Yeah, dude.
0: Yeah, right. I saw a bakery, and they're, the name of the page was OnlyFlan's. Oh, I oh, saw that too. Genius, bro. I saw that shit
3: too. That was great. So yeah, lit, dude. only plans.
1: I fucking <laughs> love it. <dude. laughs> there it is. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Find Tyler on Instagram at uh, t how mortgage. T how mortgage. How with an e at the end. I have over 500 reviews. It's lit. Yeah, I'll leave come on. Pull it up in the thing. But we got T how mortgage. He's he if he, he's the guy for mortgages, for real. He's the um, mortgage man. Not only because he's friends with us. And sugar sean rob Peter Young. He's and cute. Subscribe ass. to the podcast. Go follow the the clothing company. Go We'll put we'll start putting that link in the bio as well. I gotta get better at that. Um and then yeah, the clothing company is the Town Clow T O. N-E-C-L-O the yeah. town clo yeah. um, no posts yet because once it drops it's not ready yet you it's know. going when it's ready, come it's come ready. get teased the town clo subscribe to the show uh, rate us review us leave a comment tell you know tell us how good we're looking and you know shout out to Rambo he likes that too yeah <laughs>